Ha! Welcome, cowboys, lady folk, and assorted other genders, to the rootinest, tootinest podcast on the whole of this here interwebs. Talk until the joy is gone. Leave your six shooter with the barman and take a seat as we wrangle some words out of our mouths and into your ear holes. I'm the dusty cowpoke they call Rooney around these here parts, and here with me is the cattle rustling varmint, Reggie. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Yeehaw! Yeehaw! So as close as I can get to an accent, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was really good. I, I'm really impressed. <laughs> I wrote that this morning. That's really good. I like that. Uh, I woke up this morning and I was like, shit. Because I wrote my notes on Friday afternoon. I was all like, right, I, I haven't got like the, my little intro bit, yeah. my little greeting. I was like, that's okay, because I've got all of Saturday to think of something, and I've got Sunday morning. I like, yeah, I thought something by then. Woke up this morning at 10am and I was like, shit, I still haven't done my little greeting. Crap. <laughs> I got to Friday and I was like, we're not recording till Sunday. I've got plenty of time to think of an intro. <laughs> I can't come up with no intro. Oh, rookie so, mistake. Get ready for some imp- improv. Yeah, we're, we're, we're winging this one, guys. Although, fortunately, I did see something interesting on Instagram this morning, which we uh, we can discuss just because awesome. I was like, I haven't that's been anywhere or seen anything today, so this is good. <laughs> I actually went out to the town centre yesterday. Did you really? Yeah. I did. I needed new underwear and, you know... I had to, so I had to go to Primark. I was like, I need cheap underwear. Going to Primark. And I was like, right, Cody, you're coming with me. Because Amy had her second jab yesterday, like I said earlier, and yeah. she was she was dying. So I was like, right, child, you're coming with me. So we went up town. And it's bizarre. About 30, 40% of the people I saw were actually wearing masks. Yeah. And that was it. Nobody was adhering to social distancing oh, or no. anything. No and one cares. If it hadn't been for us few, like, stalwart weirdos walking around with our masks on, you wouldn't think anything different. Uh, I, when I went to Costa before I came here, I was the only one wearing a mask. The people behind the counter, no mask. The people yeah. in Costa, no mask. Bizarre. All the people in staple tie, no masks. I should shout out to Marky Models, actually. To be fair, though, you don't, like, they've lifted the restrictions. They've lifted, so you don't have to. Just no. us being pernickety. It's, it's Let's f- throw that out there before <laughs> we start Oh, yeah, this is, just us being, this is just us being fussy. It's down to your individual conscience, and yeah. I couldn't, in good conscience, at this, at this current juncture, not wear one. But... I should shout out Marky Models, who not only have still got... I don't think they've got a mask policy in place, but they've still got all the, the markings on the floor and the one-way oh, okay. system. They put it in right at the start, and mm. we went up there yesterday because we were walking past. Cody was like, we're going in there. I was like, well, I wasn't going to, but we can if you want. It's like, yeah, I want to have a look. So we went in there, and yeah, they've still got the whole one-way yeah. system around the shop, and I was like, oh, this is this is quite novel now because everyone's just gone back to like fucking fighting your way through the halls. Free for all. Yeah. Oh, you might you may have bumped into one of the awesome women I worked with who was going there with her dad yesterday to Marky Models. Yeah. I don't think so. No, was there, there no was, one in there? there? Well, there was there was one guy who was asking uh, the owner why they don't organise tournaments and events anymore. <laughs> Covid. No, he was saying like he, he said the last one we ran we got like sixty people sign up and on the day uh, seven people actually oh, fair like enough. turned up. And he was like, it's just not worth the effort for yeah. something we don't even know if it's gonna we're gonna have enough to actually go ahead. Um, there was some weird bald guy who was lurking around who clearly wanted to talk to the owner but decided the best place to do that was by standing in the doorway <laughs> so I'm like well like, to walk, look, excuse me I need to get past him yeah. and then when we're coming out he's still standing there I'm like and he, the thing is he saw us walking towards him and there's literally only one door and he just doesn't matter. and he's looked and, he just, and I'm just like excuse me <laughs> what maybe, <laughs> maybe he was stoned or something he's just, he was just in, in his own little world uh, there was, there was, there was somebody else up there. I'm just gonna go hog hog because I've said worse things on this. There was a cute redhead girl in there. Oh, fair enough. And I thought you were gonna be like, there was some fucking. Rah, rah, rah. Uh, no, there was a cute redhead girl in there, 
Look at she was picking out but paints was, and stuff, and I was like, I yesterday. "God damn it!" I was like, "Why were you not here when I was single coming up here like every yeah. fucking week?" The only people in there were sweaty nerds. Why were you not here when I was single? And Rooney used to drag me here every week. <laughs> exactly. See, uh, Marky Models, Keek Shops, that's where it's at. It's where all the cute redheads are hanging out, picking was, up their paints. I was thinking earlier how lucky you were when you said you were going to Primark to buy your underwear. <laughs> I was just like, that is that is a man in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I have to buy Calvin Klein's. I've, I've got to like, go whole hog. So when... <laughs> When my bottoms come off, I look fuckable. You're just like, oh, whatever. Mate. I just don't care. Yeah. yeah, it's like when you get to a certain point and you're just like, oh, it just just holds my balls in place. The only reason I'm buying them is because the ones I've got are either like too small for me now because yeah. I've had them for like twenty years, or they've just, just disintegrating. It's like I put I put on a pair the other day. <clears throat> this obviously, as we said, this was not planned, but I didn't yeah. think we'd end up talking about my underwear situation. Um, I, t- I put a pair on the other day, stood up from the bed, and they basically slid down to my knees because the elastic was just gone. I was like, no, yeah, I need to go and buy some new underwear. <laughs> uh, are you a, are you a tighty whities man? No, or boxers? Boxers. Okay. All day long. You? Yeah, boxers. Yeah, but are you a tight boxer or a loose boxer kind of person? Kind of in the middle. I like tight. Yeah, I, I've tried the loose ones, but with my balls, they just yeah, slip yeah, out down your, the side. We your balls. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get them specially made. Yeah. I've got a reinforced gusset to hold the balls in place. <laughs> <laughs> what are them things that, that the uppies used to have on a desk where you pull it out and it just... Newton's like, cradle. Yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> Can you helicopter with your yeah. balls? <laughs> Sorry, the camera's over here. With your balls! Did I ever tell you about the time that we were in the sea in... Yes. What country were we in? I can't remember. You told me about when you came back! But we literally, we'd come to a party at yours on the Saturday night where <laughs> you'd obviously got it all out again. And then on the Sunday, we'd flown somewhere. I think it was Fuerteventura. It might, yeah. Yes, because I was really sunburned and we got both got sunstroke. But we were in the sea and I... And, <laughs> The girl I was with was just like, oh my God, them, the, the balls, they were so big. And I was like, yeah, I know, I've seen them before. And then I made up a song that goes yeah. a little like this. Do your balls hang low, can you swing them to and fro? Rooney can, Rooney can. Do your balls hang low, can you tie them in a bow? Rooney can, Rooney can. And I sung it for like 24 hours. It just got stuck in my head. I was just walking around singing this song about your balls. I remember you telling me when you when you got back, <laughs> and I was the just highlight like, of my holiday is I wrote a new song. I, I, I love, I just loved the mental image of you two just like lounging down on a beach singing songs about my balls. Oh, we were like literally like shoulder deep in the sea. At the time. <laughs> I think I was trying to seduce her by singing about your. Balls. I sing about my balls. My balls are pretty seductive. Yeah. It's, they're like the Barry White of genitalia. Yeah, I, I can't be dealing with, like, loose boxes. I just no. don't feel that they give me any kind of support. My shit's, like, gets in all kinds of weird positions, and I'm constantly having to, like, like reposition myself. So, yeah, I like a nice tight pair of boxes that keep me where they miss it. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> People, like, downloading this episode, I just have no idea what they're getting no, into. I know. So, yeah, yeah, we spoke about Wild Wild West, but first we spent ten minutes talking about my balls... <laughs> And Reggie's box of references. 
this is what happens when I don't bring <laughs> intros. I'm gonna have to bring an intro next week. Right. Well, I like yeah. I said, I saw something um, interesting on Instagram today. Talking was... of underwear, though, I did oh, have God. a I did have a quick look on on our favorite our favorite um, men's website for some articles, <laughs> just in case. And I found one where this girl was just like. I went out for the first time post lockdown. Didn't realise that the bar was going to have UV dark light, and I wore my granny panties. And there's just loads of pictures of this girl looking all glammed up with oh. just these big fat granny panties on. Yeah, so we have a UV light down here. Won't show off my granny. Don't panties. Don't put it on because I am wearing granny panties. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I, I saw this. Someone posted some screenshots of this on Instagram, mm. uh, and I saw it this morning, and I was like, "Wow, goddamn!" You know. We think we think we've someone's got it out for us. Okay. Listen to this. This is this is Ranger Roy Cleveland Sullivan. Right. February seventh, nineteen twelve, until September twenty eighth, nineteen eighty three. This man was struck by lightning seven times. Seven times. Yep. The first his first documented lightning strike was in April nineteen forty two. Is this fact or is he just? Uh, this is, is this just, is fact. This is, fact, is this is right? documented fact. Okay. Um. He was first struck in April 1942. He was hiding in a fire lookout tower because mm. obviously it was, a, it was a park ranger and the tower didn't have a lightning rod thing at the time. Um, it was hit seven or eight times. Uh, the tower was on fire, just like fire, just jumping around all over the place. So he ran out and got like two foot away from the tower and got struck by lightning. It burned a half inch strip all along uh, his right leg, hit his toe and left a hole in his shoe where it earthed. <clears throat> Second strike was in July 1969. He was hit whilst driving in his truck, because obviously yeah. he's American, they all drive trucks. He was on a mountain road. Uh, normally, obviously, like the, 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 the metal body of the car yeah. takes it, because it acts like a sort of Faraday <coughs> cage. Um, but somehow, this lightning hit a nearby tree and was deflected in through the open window of his truck. Um, it knocked him unconscious, Burned off his eyebrows, his eyelashes, and set his hair on fire. Oh, my God. The, the truck tr- then just basically rolled on until it came to a stop yeah. near the edge of a cliff. The um, truth is <clears throat> definitely strange and a fiction. Right? <laughs> it's insane, but it gets worse. If that happened, right, I'm going to talk, in today's film, I'm going to talk about some of the preposterous action <laughs> that goes on, right? If that happened in a film, you would never, ever, you would be just, like... That's bullshit. Yeah. That's shattered my suspension of disbelief. Yeah. But So, the third strike was in July 1970. He was struck in his front garden. Yeah. Uh, it hit a nearby power transformer, jumped from that into his left shoulder. Um, I shouldn't laugh, but... I mean, the guy's dead, so, yeah. you know. I think he died of natural causes. I don't think he was, he was lightning struck to death. Um, in the spring of 1972, he was inside a rain, ranger station in Shenandoah National Park. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, I've heard of it. It's in uh, that Country Roads song. Yeah. Um, oh, I've heard, of it. I heard of it somewhere else. He managed to get struck whilst he was inside the building. Yeah, uh, it set his hair on fire. He then tried to smother the flames of his jacket, but that didn't work. So he went to the toilet to try and put his head in the sink to to put it out, but he couldn't get his head in the sink. <laughs> so he had to wet a towel and put it on his head. And it was about this point that he developed this like deep seated fear of death. This point. At this point, up until this point, he'd just been like, "I'm just unlucky." But at this point, he started to get really scared that some other outer force yeah. was trying to kill him. Oh, what was that film? Final Destination. Uh, Final Destination. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is the real Final Destination yeah. shit. Um, he, whenever he, 
was driving around from this point on in his in his truck, if there was a storm, yeah. he would park up and lay down in the footwell of the car to avoid lightning bouncing yeah. him through the fucking window at him. Um, he was also really worried about being in crowds of people in case he somehow attracted lightning down and killed people around him. Um, and he always carried a can of water in his truck Just in, case. in case his hair got set on fire again. Yeah. Um, on August the 7th, 1963, he was out <laughs> in the park. He saw a, a storm cloud following. Uh, so he quickly drove away. But the cloud, he said later, seemed to be following him. When he finally thought he'd outrun it, he decided it was safe to leave the truck. Yeah. Shortly after, another lightning bolt struck him. <laughs> yeah, he's finally left the car thinking he's in the safe. Yeah. He gets struck by lightning. He later stated that he actually saw the bolt that hit him. The lightning moved down his left arm and left leg and knocked off his shoe. Then it crossed over to his right leg just below the knee. Still conscious... Sullivan crawled to his truck and poured the can of water over his head, which was on fire. <laughs> How has he got any fucking head left? I just like, surely you just give up and just shave your hair at this yeah. point. Um, he must at this point. He must look like Anakin. That's what I was just, thinking. After he's just fought Obi Wan and he's just crawled he into his just been crawled so into his car scarred. to get his water. <laughs> just, yeah. um, strike number six was on June the fifth, nineteen seventy-six, and it injured his ankle. It was reported that he saw a cloud that he thought was following him. He tried to run away, but he was struck anyway. And once again, it set his hair on fire. The final strike that he suffered in his life was on a Saturday morning, June 25th, 1977. Uh, He was struck whilst fishing. And this this is is the piece de resistance. He was struck while fishing in a freshwater pool. The lightning hit the top of his head. Set his hair on fire. <laughs> Obviously. Tra- Travelled down, burnt his chest and stomach. He then turned to his car when something even more unexpected occurred. A bear approached the pond and tried to steal the trout that was on his fishing line. Sullivan, being you know this fucking lightning-infused yeah. god, had the strength and courage to hit the bear with a tree branch. He chased the bear off after being struck with lightning yeah. with a stick. And according to him, this was the 22nd time he'd had to hit a bear with a stick whilst being a park ranger. And you're just like, I mean, the guy died uh, in 1983. This was in in 77. Of completely natural causes. Completely natural causes. It was mauled by a lightning bear. (laughs) I was just like, fuck's sake. And they're all documented in the the Shenandoah National Park uh, logs. All these lightning strikes and all this shit that he did. And you're just like, I want to see a film about this. I do. (laughs) Damn. People need to make a film of this guy's life. Just, every ten minutes, he just he, you just see him with a cloud following him. He just like the first time, I'd be like, right, look, I'm really, really unlucky. The second time, I wouldn't leave the house ever again. No. I wouldn't get in a, in a truck. I wouldn't go back to the national park where I keep getting <laughs> fucking struck by lightning. I would literally I'd get a job in a fucking coal mine. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Or out of sea or something. Yeah, yeah. no, because because then there's nothing around except you yeah, on a big metal boat. Yeah, but if you get hit and, you, and your hair goes on fire, you can just jump in the oh, water. No, that's true. Yeah, you, you you've got plenty of things to put out your head burning hair, hair with head first into the water and put it out. <laughs> just walk around in a helmet constantly. Yeah. I just I read that and I was like, I thought, God, do you know damn. what? Things like that they really kind of change your perspective, don't they? Yeah. When, when I'm like, oh, fucking hell, I'm ill again. I must be the illest person in the world. I should just go over it and just be and like... Just, at least you're not being struck by I'm lightning. At least I'm not being struck by lightning, yeah. Just imagine you're just walking around here today, you get zapped by lightning, you know, yeah. you come out of Costa, you get zapped by lightning. <laughs> I mean, I got a good few years back now, 
Um, it's the fact that like the lightning's bouncing off other things. It's, yeah, it's not just like him. he's out in the middle yeah. of the field all the time, messing about playing golf or something. Yeah, he's literally like in his car. It bounces off of a tree. Yeah, into him. I'm just like, yeah. Th- what did you say to piss off Thor? Basically, yeah, basically, yeah. I, I, I. It's almost like he's got a metal plate in his head. He doesn't know. He about. doesn't realize. <laughs> it's just attracts the lightning. I, I got stung twice by wasps yeah. within about two months. Okay. Um, many years ago during one summer well I was out in the garden and one like shot up my shorts leg and stung me on the thigh Ooh. and then a, like a month later or something um, just at my mum's house I picked up a flannel that was in the bathroom um, I think I sat on my face and I was just going to wipe it with this flannel and I picked it up and somehow a wasp had crawled into it oh, and as nice. I picked it up it unfolded it just like buzzed out landed on my hand and stung the shit out of me and for about two years after that I had a real... I was like, they've got it out for me. That's twice in like a month yeah. I've been stung. And, you know, like the first time I was outside, but the second time I was in I was in a house in a bathroom. Yeah. You know, we don't expect a wasp to attack you. And I was like, no, no, they've got it out for me. And that was just two wasp things. Get struck by lightning seven fucking times. It's crazy. Like, I'm, I've seen people who like come within 100 yards of a wasp and run away, oh, yeah. run away screaming. And I'm always just like, I don't give a fuck. I let them fly all around me. I don't... Couldn't care less. Never been stung by a wasp or a bee. Never had any problems with spiders. Like, I just don't give a shit. Like, when it comes to, like, bugs and creepy... It don't bother me at all. But I watch, like... I've I've watched grown men that give it all the fucking big and I'll fucking... I'll smash any cunt, mate. Run at a tiny fucking spider or a wasp. Run like they're fucking pansies. (laughs) And I'm just like... You know, I'll go and get it. I'll, I'll take a wasp in, in my hands and take it outside and release I'll, it. I won't do that. I'll, I'll like, kill I a wasp if we get a chance. Like, I'm but... not scared of these things because I've never been, I've never been, never, never stung. been stung. No, I, I don't like spiders. I think maybe I my aura of just no fear. <laughs> it just it doesn't like they can sense that I'm just, I'm I'm friendly. Amy and Cody do that. Anything buzzes anywhere yeah. near either of them, they're off. Yeah, it's like we'll be sat there, like sat outside. The other week I was sat there, I was reading. Um, and something buzzed past, and the two of them leapt out of their chairs and fucking scampered down the garden. I'm just like, yeah, not interested. It's sort of vroom, vroom. I was just like, go away, you're annoying. And off, off it went. And it's like, yeah. it's not interested in you, you're not oh, a flower. I remember so many summers when I was working at that place where Amy works. Mm. Where I'd be out in the smoking area, there'd be like 12 people in the smoking area. <laughs> Suddenly something would buzz past them, and then I'd look up, and it's just me. It's just you. <laughs> it's just me. And this thing's buzzing by my head, and I'm just like, oh, hello, mate. Go back to whatever I'm doing. And I want to just see all these people scattered around the car park, just like scared to come back. <laughs> Pussies, a lot of them. <laughs> you, the whole reason you aren't bothered by it is because you just don't want to look like a pussy we have established this yeah. you'll put up with almost anything you'll nearly drown yourself so that you don't look like a pussy yeah. I'm absolutely just... it's, I think it's a good mo- good motivational thing yeah, like I wouldn't have done half the shit I'd done in my life if I was happy to look like a pussy <laughs> I wouldn't have um, what's it zip Zip line Zip through the jungle line, yeah. in Thailand. I wouldn't have jumped off a boat and tried to swim to shore. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone on any of the roller coasters I've been on in my life. Like, I wouldn't have done half the shit I would have done if I was quite happy to look like a pussy. But <laughs> I've had a richer, more, more, more experienced laden life because I just do not want to look like a pussy <laughs> at any point. 
you, you put yourself through this, this stress and hardship yeah. so that somebody, I, I don't know who it is that's going to look at you and go, pussy, because you didn't do this thing. Oh, nine times out of ten, it would have been the girl I was with. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, actually, no, yeah. yeah no, you I think you're ever getting laid again? Fuck off, pussy. <laughs> Oh, the good thing is Amy's scared of far more things yeah. than me, so, you know. <laughs> she, was, she was scared of nothing. Like, I have to give her that. She had no fear whatsoever. <laughs> well, I mean, she went out of you for God knows how long. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, I suppose that humans can get used to anything, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, instantly. If I can share a bed with that, nothing else is terrifying. I've seen Reggie naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had that thousand yard stare. <laughs> I've seen things, boys. I've seen things. No wonder she was happy singing a song about my balls. <laughs> anyway, before we reminisce any more about your uh, former conquests, shall we uh, move on to the subject of this week's episode? <laughs> um, it was my choice this week. It was your choice. Not one of my better choices, I have to say. I was quite excited when you texted me. I was like, wow, I haven't seen this since it came out. Oh, I did wonder because you didn't respond. You just, uh, I was like, I can, I we do it? And can we record on Sunday? You were like, yeah, okay. And I was like, that's what you always oh. say whenever I text you. And I'm like, yeah, no, but I also just told you what we were watching yeah. as well. And I was like, oh, he hasn't mentioned that. Oh, does he not want to watch it? Well, too bad. I've said it now. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not like, I often think that you just do whatever the fuck you want. Like the other day when I went and I was flipping through Facebook and I saw a link to a video of me on, on YouTube that no one had asked me permission for. I was like, oh, this right, it's Rooney. He just does whatever the fuck I do. Wants. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, how I live my life. <laughs> so I didn't think you needed my, me to come back to you and go, oh yeah, that's a good film. No, but normally you react in some way. Either, either like, oh God, I've got to pretend to be enthusiastic or like, oh, awesome or yeah. something. And this time you just, Nothing. To be fair, I could. Uh, I, it may have been you texted me while I was in the middle of doing something else. Probably, I was texting you. I was messaging you during the day, so yeah. So I, I, I did assume you were work. I was probably like, "Wow, I got a signal." Sent one message and went, "Oh no, oh no signal." Like, literally, <laughs> the building I work in, no internet, no fucking phone signal. I get about thirty seconds a day, but that comes randomly. So, <laughs> like, I'll be sitting there, and suddenly my phone will just go mad, and I'll have all the texts <laughs> and everything else, or. I'll be driving home from work and I'll drive kind of down to the roundabout yeah. as I go onto the M11 and suddenly my phone's just uh, yeah, buzzing in my pocket like a nutter. That whole area is shit yeah. for that. I remember, like, cause I, obviously, I used to work just down the road yeah. and, yeah, that whole area is just shit for that. Yeah, We used to have a nightmare when I was working in IT down there. Um, so that's my excuse. If anyone texts me when I'm at work, that's why I, I don't reply until I get home <laughs> at, like, six <laughs> sometimes I just don't I just I see something and it's the message coming from someone I don't want to talk to so I'll just leave that unread because yeah. it's not going to be important so I'll just leave it until I'm, I can be bothered to deal with it <laughs> um, normally I get home and I just got like memes from Ash and I'm like <laughs> oh, this this is worthwhile <laughs> um, so we watched the Will Smith vehicle Wild Wild West because Wild Wild West because we, we, we stand Will Smith on this podcast. Oh, we absolutely as any long-term Will listener Smith will be able to tell you. Yeah. Um, and I we, we hadn't... I'd look, look at, back at the stuff we've done recently, and it's all been quite... Um, we, we started getting a bit serious. It again, was all quite we? serious. Yeah. It was all quite heavy, quite long. Um, so <coughs> this, I was like, yeah, this is this is a light-hearted comedy. It's, it's ridiculous. You said... I, everything's got too serious we need to do a comedy this week and then the next day you were like we're going to cover this 
And then I started watching it the first time. Well, I was very excited to watch it because I was like, I haven't seen this since it came out. <laughs> so it'll be good to catch up and watch it again. And I got about halfway through it and I was like, this film is laden with fucking race politics. There are some, there are some themes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, must only make notes about bullshit. About, about the bullshit in it yeah. and not the... I think I only have one note about yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I... I discovered something. When I was uh, researching mm. the trivia for this episode, I discovered that basically everyone hates Wild Wild West. Yeah. I did not know this. I was unaware. Yeah. But um, yeah, like everyone it's... involved in it hates it. Everyone in the world hates it. I, I looked on RottenTomatoes.com. It has a 17%. Oh, is it really that bad? <laughs> yes. I really don't feel bad about my score at the end now. No, I, <laughs> I, haven't, I saw it when it came out. Yeah. And I've seen and it a couple of times since. The last time I watched it was fucking years ago. I think I saw it at the cinema, and then there was a giant mechanical spider, and I was just like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I don't ever need to see this again. I don't need to see this again. Um, in retrospect, it was a toss-up between this and 40-Year-Old Virgin. Uh, I don't think I've even seen that. Have you not? I think I've seen it once, actually, on like Oh, that's hilarious. I, okay. I, I, I'm quite a fan of Steve Carell, although I don't like The Office, uh, which is I, weird. I like The Office. I don't like either versions of The Office, I like the to be office. honest. I've but... only seen The Office. Oh, mate. They've been showing the, the uh, UK Office again mm. this week on UK Gold. Because <laughs> I'm obsessed with UK Gold. Because <laughs> you're old now. Yeah, I know. And I've been watching it and I just sit there and I'm just like, this is this is truly genius. <laughs> I fucking I just love it. really don't like Ricky, Ricky Gervais. No, I get that. I, I do get that. And he's not at all likeable. Which, no. is, which is why... He works with David Brent, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I've seen the US Office, and I, I think it's amazing. And I saw that film where he plays um, Noah. Steve oh Carell yeah, plays Noah and he builds the art. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that. I I, I really like Steve Carell, so yeah. I think that we will be covering Forty Year Virgin at some okay. point um, because I, I really like it. And Amy will probably actually sit down and watch that one with me because wow. she likes it as well. Um, well, it was her. It was her that introduced me to it. It's got Seth Rogen and yeah. Paul Rudd in it as well. Yeah. It's like. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa! We do not just, we do not just. Uh, when someone says Paul Rudd on this podcast, I'm just sick of the fact that man's like 50 years old, looks younger <laughs> than me, and all the bitches are just leaving fucking wet patches behind them every time yeah. someone mentions Paul Rudd. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, he's great. Yes, he was, he's funny, and he's a great actor, but. You're just jealous. This is just jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> Can you not tell Green is really don't, not Don't tear color. a brother yeah. down. you got to build him up. you got to be happy for his successes. I am. I'm happy for Ant-Man. <laughs> Ant-Man. <laughs> um, right. So, anyway. I have trivia. Trivia. I mean, that was... <clears throat> yeah. Less said about that, the better. I promised myself after last week I'd never do it again. And then you said the word trivia and just it, it just, just came out. Just triggered. It's a Pavlovian about, response at I this point. I got about three seconds into it and was like, fuck! Fuck! Never doing this again. Um, oh yeah, my first, my first trivia note is worth mentioning that until I started research for this trivia, I had no idea what a troubled history this film had and how badly it was generally regarded by everyone involved. So... Really? <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I had no idea. I saw it, I, I liked know, it, and... I know it was like the least liked of, the, of the, those Will Smith hits when yeah. he went through that. 
period of time where he was just knocking him out of the just park. Could do no every wrong. time. This was one of the ones where people were like, oh, yeah. better luck next time. Well, it gets gets worse. Well, I've had out some very gutting things for him. Oh, okay. So it was released. You're not going to make me cry. Are you? I've I've put the I haven't put the the month on here for some reason. I've just written it was released the thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine. So I would suggest August. I think it, it was August. It feels like a summer It feels like an August film, so we'll just say August. If it's it wrong, feels like a summer blockbuster to me. If it's wrong, don't at me, I don't care. Yeah. Um, budget, 170 million US dollars. Okay. Box office, 222.1 million oh, US dollars. Still 52 million profit. Yeah, I mean, it's not what they expect from a Will Smith vehicle, but... No, but you know. 52 million... Dollars is nothing to be sniffed it's at. It's nothing to be sniffed at. I mean, I could quite happily retire on that. If we, if we made 52 grand off the back of this podcast, I would just drop dead out of amazement. Jesus, so, yeah. So, 52 million. Mr. Beast, if you're listening to this, yeah. you know, just send us 52 grand. And, and I'll be gone. We, we can stop polluting this. Yeah. It was polluting the, the internet with and our smart. wants us to stop doing this podcast. Yeah, a check for 52 grand. 52K. Is all take. Yep. Yeah. Um, now, it was based on the Wild Wild West by Michael Garrison, which was a Western espionage and sci-fi TV show from the 60s. Oh, okay. And because I'm a massive nerd... You found it. I downloaded all four seasons of it. <laughs> I started watching episode one uh, Friday afternoon after I watched the film. I was like, got to go back and see it. And to be honest with you, I know it gets a, it gets a lot of stick for not sticking close enough to the source material. Yeah. But from what I've seen, they hit the major beats. Oh, okay. Um, down to, to Jim West's are costume. You, are you down the Ready Player One rabbit hole now where you just need to go back and I'm, find I'm down know. that rabbit hole. I mean, right. <laughs> Four seasons. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's it's a proper black and white Western. Yeah. And he's got the train and everything with the hidden weapons oh, and really? all that. Yeah. He's oh, got all okay. the gadgets and gizmos. It's like a it's like a Western James Bond. Okay, I, I, I had no idea this TV show even nope, existed. Neither did I. Um, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm now going to have to watch it. I've added it to my list of things to watch okay. because I have a problem. Um, Literally, my legs are sweaty. Yeah, I it don't know why this, so this studio gets so warm. Uh, I need to get some like air conditioning or something that's really quiet because when we turn on that little one, yeah. you can hear it in the recording. Oh, <laughs> um, so, it's starring Will Smith, Kevin Klein, Kenneth Branagh and Salma Hayek. There's a bunch of other people, but nobody really has any big enough roles to be worth mentioning other okay. than those guys. Um now, this this one. Smith turned down the lead role in The Matrix to make this film. No, he could have been Neo. He should have been Neo, bro. Yeah. He turned it down on the basis of the fact that he was a big fan of the original TV show. Oh, okay. Um, he has since stated that that was the worst decision he's made in his career. Oh, yeah. Shot and it's that. like, shitting hell, you could have been Neo. Yeah. <laughs> You could have won the long leather jacket and done all that. All that. Yeah. Help me, Trinity. Um, you, could Trinity gone, help. you could have gone on to sequelise it with some really shit films. With some really not great films, yeah. yeah. And then got a starring role in, in a video game, a cyberpunk video game as well. It's just, yeah, but no, instead. I'm not really sure, though, to be fair. He says it's his worst decision he's ever made in his career. But I can't see how he's going to get a pop rap song out of The Matrix. <laughs> I mean, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't have let him do the theme tune for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, can you imagine the, that? I took the red pill. Must <laughs> <laughs> be I've got rap about taking pills. I went into the Matrix. I took the red pill. Oh, come back to me. We'll come, yeah, we'll, we'll get, come back to that. Um, his mother, 
apparently agrees with him on this. Oh, uh, I bet, yeah. Allegedly, when he asked her what she thought of it, she replied, you've done better, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh. That's such a political answer as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's not like it was shit. Yeah. It's not your best. Yeah, you've done better. Better luck next time, sport. But when someone like that turns around and says that to you, you know it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, although a box office failure in the US, all of its profit was overseas. Oh, okay. Um it's commonly joked that the only reason this movie earned any money at all is because unaccompanied minors would buy tickets to this movie, then use them to sneak into screenings of South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut, and American Pie, which were both in the cinema at the same time. Oh, them, them two films were hits as well. I mean, they were huge. Huge films. Um, one day we will be covering South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut, because... And probably when we're scraping around for stuff to cover, American, American Pie. American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> um... There were a series of expensive reshoots okay. um, to inject more comedic elements into the film as test audiences weren't sure if it was a comedy or not. Well, some of the, I've got some notes on how bad some of the one-liners are in this. Yep. Um, Will Smith said he said that he knew the movie wasn't any good and he was embarrassed when it, al- when it earned almost $50 million in its opening weekend. Years later, Smith apologised publicly to Robert Conrad, who was the star of the original TV series, yeah. uh, and said now that he was older and more experienced, he understood Conrad's anger and criticism of the movie version, as well as Conrad's refusal to make a cameo appearance in it. Oh, okay. Um, following on from that, <clears throat> when this movie swept the 20th annual Razzie Awards... Which well, that's for, for the like, terrible films. It's right? a, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, like a, a mock Oscars for the yeah. shit films of the year. Um, it won five statuettes, including Worst oh. Picture. Robert Conrad, who played James West in the original TV series, accepted three of the awards in person as his way of expressing his low opinion of what had been done with his source material. He then delivered them to the recipients personally. I understand his anger, <laughs> and I understand why he did it, but no, he didn't create the original, did he? He was just the star of it. Uh, I think... It was- yeah, he was he was the uh, was he was the star. Actor, right? It was written by Michael Garrison. Yeah, I can't understand. So why <clears throat> is he getting? He on? was. Uh, I mean, I, I I suppose this this is this probably his legacy. Right? That was yeah, that was his big thing. The, the the four series, and I think there were two um, films made of it. I was going to say films. I'd probably feel the same if someone went back and did a shit version of Reverb, but <laughs> you can't do a shit version exactly. of something that was already that bad. <laughs> Exactly. Someone going back to a shit version of Touching. In fact, someone go back and do a shit version of Touching because I'd like to see how, you know, how you could do that. That yeah. would be an achievement. Um, <laughs> no, could you hold it up as like, see, we're not that bad. Yeah, we could be. It could be worse, I right? Don't, I, don't, I don't need to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> we have um, a rather eclectic selection of alternative casting choices. Okay, Belle, who appears in the Water Tower with Jim West for oh, all of about two minutes. She is hot. Um, she was originally it was, was originally cast uh, with and filmed with British actor, actress Fina Arouche. I'm fairly certain I pronounced that wrong. I don't know who she is. Um, neither do I. Okay. I did look her up, but I didn't recognise her and I didn't recognise most of the films okay. she's been in. Uh, reportedly, the chemistry needed for the Water Tower love scene just wasn't there. So the scene was recast and reshot with Garcelle Beauvais. However, Arouche was not told... And found out she was no longer in the movie at the premiere in Los no. Angeles. <laughs> yes. That is that is just wrong. Yes, cringy. Someone turns up and they're like, yeah, I'm in this film. Wait, they reshot my scenes with somebody else. Yeah. Fuck. Just, 
like you've got to tell her before she turns up to the premiere. Why would you invite that, her to the premiere? That's just bad form. I just real yeah. bad form. Um, Mel Gibson was set to star as James West. No, and Richard Donner, who had directed three episodes of the TV show, was set to direct yeah. with a script by Shane Black. Richard Donner did Superman, right? I think so. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they were due to direct, star and direct in a script written by Shane Black. Okay. Went back when Warner Brothers first announced production of the film in 1992. However, they both dropped out and went on to do Maverick in 1994. I don't even remember Maverick. What was that? Uh, it's a cowboy gambler oh, film okay. with uh, Mel Gibson ah. as, the, as as Maverick. Oh, okay. um, I don't remember much about it. I remember, it, I remember there's some bits on a riverboat. And yeah. I watched it a long time ago, back when you still got um, videos from like the video shop. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, that was a long time ago. Tom Cruise was later attached to star before dropping out for his role in Mission Impossible in 1986. Well, he's gone on to make 15 of them, so... Yeah, that's that's yeah. basically his... Uh, he's eating out on them forever. Oh, yeah. uh, George Clooney was attached to play Artemis Gordon, but turned it down reportedly because it was a supporting part. I suppose mid to late 90s George Clooney could make those sorts of decisions because yeah. he was but at the same time to be in a film with Will Smith at that time as well you it's just you'd, you'd kind of think you'd, yeah. you'd go with it but I'll take the supporting role you'll pay me as a lead but I'll, I'll do yeah <laughs> yeah pay role. me lead money yeah um also considered for the role of Artemis Gordon were Tim Curry okay Johnny Depp and Matthew McConaughey <laughs> The only one of them I can really see working is Johnny Depp. I could you imagine? Tim Curry would have been interesting. Tim Curry would have been okay. Johnny Depp, obviously. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I don't know. I've heard, <sighs> I've heard that in real life he's like an amazing person. Yeah, he may well be, but I really him. can't see oh, him. Oh yeah, I've got. No, I <laughs> can't see him in this, but you know. Yeah. Um, I, I tell you what, though. Do you know, like, this podcast may have melted down. If Johnny Depp and Will Smith are in the same film, yes. Uh, in fact, I, we should we should like petition the two of them yeah. to do a film together because <laughs> just so we can do seventy four episodes on it. <laughs> we'll just ha- have a whole new podcast yeah. just discussing that one film, breaking it down shot by shot. <laughs> the world's biggest stands of Will Smith and Johnny Depp bring you their new Will Depp <laughs> Will podcast. Depp. <laughs> Will it, Depp? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Um, uh, that's blowing my mind. That would be awesome. That would, wouldn't it? Oh, man. Um, just Will Smith doing what he does best. Johnny Depp being some kind of quirky character and the two of them just acting opposite <laughs> each other for an hour and a half. Oh, dream contrary. Um, the part of Rita Escobar yes. was originally offered to Jennifer Lopez. Oh, okay. But she turned it down. Oh, okay. Um, it was then offered to Penelope Cruz. Who turned it down? Who also turned it down? Uh, but she turned it down due to st- scheduling conflicts uh, with her film Volevarant. Never heard of it. Neither have I, and it's got a rig- ridiculous name that looks like Volevant. But it's um, probably got more than seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Asia Argento was also considered oh, okay. for the role. I have no idea who that was, but I was hoping you would. I think I could be completely wrong here, so <laughs> let me just put that disclaimer out. But isn't she the daughter or granddaughter of Dario Argento, the famous director that made all the westerns? Quite possibly. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, she she was wow. considered, but wasn't ever approached. This a podcast really helps you out when you sit down to record a podcast <laughs> and you start getting this random information that you've got no idea where it comes from. Um, now, according to screenwriters S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock, their original script was rewritten almost entirely from the draft that they supplied. Okay. The duo, who have worked on several movies together, claimed that their script was heavily rewritten by Jeffrey Price and Peter S. Seaman. <laughs> Um, with further rewrites by an uncredited Jim Coof in an attempt to add more action and comedy to a script that was mostly a serious, dialogue-driven mystery western. I have got a feeling that it all revolves around a big mechanical spider. I have a note on that as well, which explains how that ended up being there. Um, entire additions such as the villain most of the jokes and action scenes and the entire third act involving said giant spider uh, were new without the original screenwriter's input Wilson and Braddock hated it so much they tried to get their names taken off of the movie after seeing the final product uh, and they have since refused to work with a major studio because of the experience I'm not surprised Um, so Kevin Smith's got this kind of like stand-up dvd called an evening with kevin smith mm. it's from years ago and he basically went to loads of college like college campuses in america and kind of just stood up on stage and told funny anecdotal stories oh. one of which is about the time that he wrote a script for superman i have a note mentioning okay. that in here yeah you do your note and then... um the movie's villain dr arliss loveless is an amalgamation of two villains from the original series the tech-savvy recurring villain, villain um, named Dr. Miguelito, Miguelito Loveless, played by Michael Dunn, yeah. uh, who was a little person, oh, no. and that's exactly how they wrote it, was a little person rather than an amputee and who appeared in 10 episodes total, and an amputee confederate colonel named Noel Bart- Bartley Voltrain, played by Ricardo Montalban, who Star Trek fans will recognise as Khan, um, who was a popular one-off villain on the show who planned to go back in time and assassinate the Union Army leader, General Grant, believing that this would change history and ensure the victory of the South in the American Civil War. Okay. I just felt that needed to be included because it was an interesting tidbit. The idea of the giant spider for this film was actually taken from the ill-fated Superman Lives film. Yeah. That uh, Nicolas Cage starring thing with yeah. the, the weird pictures that are circulating on the internet. Um, it was due to be produced by John Peters and written by Kevin Smith. Yeah. Peters demanded a fight scene between Superman and a giant spider. And when the film was cancelled, he kept the idea and reused it here. Yeah, Kevin <laughs> Smith says that like he took his script in to John Peters and they were talking about it. And John Peters just would not shut up about a giant spider and was just like, you need to find a way to get a giant <laughs> spider into this film. And he said eventually he just he, he walked away from the project because he... Just didn't want to do something with a giant spider, and he's like, "So rolled on a year. I'm at the cinema watching a, a John Peters produced <laughs> Wild Wild West, and what do I see? A giant, giant mechanical spider. spider. <laughs> John Peters really, really had a hard. He really for, wanted uh, that giant, giant spider. spider. Yeah. Um, in reality, the Secret Service was founded in 1865, not 1869, okay. and was created to combat counterfeiting of U.S. currency, not protect protect the president. It did not provide presidential protection until after William McKinley's assassination in 1901. Ooh, history. Uh, yeah, history for you there. Body count, 95. 95. 80 of them killed by the tank. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> in, that, in that one 30-second scene. Yep. 
Oh. 80 deaths. But to be fair, they're all Confederates, so... I mean, so... Who cares? Yeah, screw them, yeah. So there we go. That was okay. my uh, trivia. Uh, I have a note on the credits, which I didn't... Realize. I, I wrote my note, and then obviously I went back and I started watching the series. Yeah. And it reinforces my note. Oh, okay. Some long and boring credits, but I'll give them a pass as they're clearly going for that retro 60s TV feel. And they are exactly that. They are a, a colour... Remake of the opening 60s credits. Okay, because my first note says interesting credits, especially the shaft desk moment. About (laughs) halfway through, you just get that pitch, that Will Smith kind of Jim West thing comes up and suddenly it goes all weird, funky disco for about 10 seconds where he just stands there like shaft. And then then they go back to 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 doing that. The the Western music. That really threw me when I first time I watched it. I was like, what the fuck? Is the soundtrack fucked up? (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, they they literally just remade the the, the opening credits from the the TV show, which is actually kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm not sure... If you didn't know that, though, it doesn't really sit with no. the tone of the film no. whatsoever. It's it's quite, yeah. It probably sits with the tone of the original Western mystery yeah. thriller, but not this no, John it's, Peters it's, version. Uh, yeah, it doesn't work quite as well, but it's it's an homage. It's one of several homages throughout the film that yeah. I've, I've spotted after watching the series. Which I'm is just going nice. to get my toxic masculinity out of the way right now, right? <laughs> yeah. If I was in the water tower with her. I promise you I would not be working. I, yeah. My note on that is turning down Garcelle Bovese. Now that is dedication to your job. Yeah, it is, yeah. I mean, General Bloodbath McGrath <laughs> men could have come and yeah. gone because I would have come and stayed. They could have massacred everybody in that town whilst I got mine. But as long as I got mine, I would not have cared. She is a very beautiful woman. Yes, she is. Um, um, they show you very early on in this film that they will be taking liberties when yeah. it comes to the action. <laughs> yes. When he like he's like, now I'm working, and he jumps on the thing and he swings and he's like all the way down <laughs> and then flies what onto. Off? Oh, that, like I think even at the cinema the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, but, so this is yeah, the kind of film we're watching today. It, it jars because it, it leaps from relatively sensible, yeah, to ridiculousness, like yeah. just like that. And there's not enough of either to make yeah. it flow. There's just enough of each that it clashes yeah. when they switch. Um, I, I have really want to see the the serious mystery thriller yeah. version of this because yeah, I inc- think that would be really good. Like with all the same actors and everything, yeah. I think it would be really. It's got good. a really good cast. It's just I was watching it, literally thinking the West wasn't the West was a bit grittier than this. Like the West was a it wasn't as nice as this. Yeah, I would like to see a gritty realistic like, version. Don't get me wrong, I like the ridiculous uh, uh, car- uh, almost caricature versions oh, yeah. of the West. Yeah, you know, yeah. fucking. Um, there's several. There's one with of uh, Matthew McConaughey and fucking Jackie Chan, oh, okay. which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um. And I, I like them because they're fun. But yeah, you need to set the tone for the film yeah. when you start and stick to it. Yeah. Which they don't. Um. <laughs> I have another almost toxic masculinity moment here. Sama Hayek in a corset. Corset makes me wibbly in my jibblies. <laughs> I know we've discussed it before, but that woman does funny things to I'm me. I'm just going to my note. That, oh, where is it? When we watched The Faculty, I didn't really get your perverse obsession with Salma Hayek. But watching this, I definitely get it. There we go. Yeah. yeah. It's, and yeah, you see her in, in The Factory and she just spends the entire film like, looking Ill. like shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, you see her in basically everything else she's yeah. done. She's 
gorgeous. Yeah, and she's in Dogma as well. And yeah, she was really hot in that. Um, <laughs> the scene where McGrath empties his metal <laughs> made me feel sick. <laughs> it's just it's the nonchalant way he just <laughs> reaches to it <laughs> and goes back the thing is the jacket's already stained yeah. where he's oh <laughs> yeah that is rank uh, Salma aside there isn't a single bangable whore in the whole house nope no they are well, I mean, you know, you, you get what you pay for, Sorry really. He offers the, 50 cents. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to the wonderful actresses that played the whores in the whole house. But I wouldn't bang any of them. I'm sure it was all makeup. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Re- <laughs> in real life, you're all beautiful women. You're all beautiful women. Yeah. It's what's inside that counts. It's not the skin, it's the nana. Um, <laughs> and if anyone can tell me the reference to that... Um, I'm... Yeah. That, that's referencing something, and I, I think Amy's probably the only one that will get it. Um, I'm going to say Marty Bush, but it's probably wrong. <laughs> uh, all the ladies of negotiable virtue, cringing and looking away as McGrath looks them over, yeah. brings back some uncomfortable memories of us trying to pull in nightclubs. <laughs> and he's looking at it, and they're all just like, mm, mm, no, nope, yeah. not here, nope, nothing to see here. These? No, these aren't boobies. No, <laughs> you don't want to talk to me. And I'm not even a disfigured Confederate gen- uh, general. So no. <laughs> it's just our reputations preceded us. And usually the fact that we'd stagger in fucking bedecked in gaffer tape and oh yeah, disintegrating help. clothes, <laughs> stinking of all kinds of stuff. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. With all the cross dressing going on, I know you're going to want, want to talk about fashion. So I'll start. Captain West looks dapper when he rides into Washington. He really does. To be fair, he looks dapper in his entire... Even when he's wearing a dirty shirt and nothing else, (laughs) he looks dapper as fuck. I mean, Will Smith, it's very hard to make look not dapper. Oh, I don't know. He's he's doing this weight loss thing at the moment where he... Is he? He he, uh, posted a picture of what lockdown had done to him. Doesn't look as dapper these days as he did back then. Okay, well, back then, mid to late 90s, he was at his peak, you know. Um, but yeah, the, the outfits for for both West and uh, Gordon yeah. are just on point throughout. Like I say, even when they're they're not looking, not supposed to look good, they yeah. look good. Yeah. I mean, the, the the tail coats, the flashy embroidered waistcoats, the the pocket watches. Um, How much of you like in this film is about the fashion? A fair chunk of yeah, it. That's what I thought. Yeah, because they all just look so good. Um, I'm not a fan of the hats, though. I'm not I'm not a fan of cowboy hats. No, no. Stetsons. Stet- I don't Stetsons? like Stetsons. I don't mind Jim West one, and I don't mind that one up there. But that was that was the one I bought in Spain a few years back because I went out there, went went somewhere hot for the first time in about like twenty years, and realised that yeah, my poor English brain cannot handle being exposed to the bare sun, yeah. so I had to buy something, and yeah. I feel like a cowboy already. I I normally only wear that when I'm lounging in the hammock outside. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a note about... Uh, oh, yeah. You said about the cross-dressing. <laughs> My note on this is, hey, remember when cross-dressing was funny and not a turn-on? <laughs> no, to me, it's still funny. But... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, just go back to a few previous episodes and uh, talk about your unhealthy focus on cross-dressing. Um, yeah. Quick, quick, move on. I'd love to be able to end any conversation whenever I wanted by simply saying, you're dismissed. <laughs> I've tried that before. Yeah, me too. It doesn't end well. (laughs) I think I got slapped. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I might have a really short one here. Lol. Miss Lippin Reader. Yes. (laughs) And Munitia. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the names are ridiculous. 
They're ridiculous in a kind of... What does he call... In a right at the end bit of a when, satiric kind of ridiculous Yeah, kind of exactly. Uh, at the end, when when uh, Will Smith is doing the belly dance a bit, oh, yeah. he refers to her as Ebonia. It's like, oh, right, so he le- just literally chooses the names for them. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's even better. Because that means that this, this diabolical genius has come up with <laughs> Miss Lippenreedia, yeah. Munitia, and now Ebonia. <laughs> Mate, he's going to name all of my... Everything from now on. Everything. I'm, I'm yeah. just going to name everything in a loveless style. <laughs> um, this is another film that makes me want to learn to ride a horse. Yeah. I don't think I will look as cool as Jim West on a horse. No. But I would like to try. Yeah. I, I'm i not a huge fan of westerns. I can I, I can sit and watch them comfortably enough. I, I, but... I actually quite like a western. I, I can't lie. I like I like some bits of it. I like the clothes. I like the horses. Yeah. Um, I like the horse. I like I like the setting probably yeah. more than the actual, the actual films. But um, yeah, it, it's another film that makes you want to get on a horse oh, and it's like, yeah. yee-haw! <laughs> um, there are some terrible one-liners in this film. <laughs> for example, I thought scientists were meant to be smart. And thanks for dropping in. <laughs> like... Yeah. Quick rewrite of the script. It's like, seriously, you could have come up... I understand the hate now because I've rewatched it and I'm just like, oh my God, we've watched so many good films on this podcast and this has got the potential to be such a good good. film. If they just reined in some of the, like, preposterous action, got rid of some of these horrible one-liners. There's one near the end as well. I can't remember exactly what it is now, but I cringed when he said it, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> they, "They either needed to, to to pull right back on the ridiculousness yeah. and the cheesiness, or they needed to Go double f- down and really yeah. lean into it." Yeah, but they didn't, and it yeah, yeah, it shows that they were shoehorned in. It feels afterwards. like there was definitely there's definitely two approaches to this film, mm. and it was like a constant compromise at all times. Yeah, between two sets of people, it's like they had the the, the, the original script. But that wasn't what they wanted to make. So yeah. rather than just getting another script, they just tacked extra bits Shit. onto that, and yeah. it yeah it it, it shows. Um, I used to have one of those Confederate caps. Oh fuck! No. In grey. Oh no! Um, because when I bought it, I, I couldn't remember which way round it was. Because to be fair, American history isn't taught over here. Because American history would be about two lessons in year nine. <laughs> to be fair, most of it would be like they beat us. Yeah, well, it would be like, so yeah, they did this to some black folk, then they did this to some black folk, then they uh, kicked us out, then they did this to some black folk, then they had a war, and then uh, Trump, I don't know. Um, but we don't get really get taught that, so yeah. I was like, well, you know, okay, it's, it's cool, it's in a grey, it's a fairly neutral colour, it would go with most of my things. And it wasn't until a few weeks later I realised that was the Confederate colour. Yeah. So um, I had to get rid of it because I didn't want to risk being mistaken for like a proud boy or you know, something else is equally when was as odious. This? I'm, I'm assuming this was like... Oh, it's a few years back. I was going to say, I'm assuming this was like mid-teens. But oh, God, sounds, no. This it was... sounds like it was more like two years ago. This is my 
early mid thirties. I picked it up in a oh, in a no. charity boutique, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome! Yeah." And it you, did look really you cool. Did, you didn't but... know the Confederates were no. the bad people in your mid. Well, I knew I knew the Confederates were the the, the bad guys. I learned that uh, that has been drilled into my brain thanks to Starcraft, uh. where the bad guys are Yankee Doodle Dandy Confederates, and they oh, call okay. themselves the Confederacy. Um, so I know they're the bad guys because that's that link has been permanently formed. But I couldn't remember the colours. Oh, okay. So and I was just like, well, oh, great, it's, it's an inoffensive colour. And the thing is, they're really nice hats. But yeah, then I realised that I was basically saying, I'm a racist piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it went back into another charity bag and went off to somewhere else. <laughs> um, oh, this, my next note kind of links in. <laughs> Jim West does not wear costumes. I'm right there with you, Jim. <laughs> Reggie doesn't wear costumes either. No, people, he doesn't. He's been to several... Uh, costume parties of mine and the closest he ever came to wearing a costume oh no two occasions because the first one was you did a super casual costume as the Joker oh yeah yeah where you basically just wore a purple cardigan I've painted my face did you? yeah I don't remember that bit yeah, I don't know so, how I don't remember that bit no, I did I legit was I that going through your, vegeta- your vegetation your vegetarian face because <laughs> no, no. you were always pale then anyway naturally that's <laughs> just white face. No, I did paint my face. I painted my face, and I and I, yeah, and I wore, I wore some purple. I wore the right colours, and I painted my face. Oh, there we go. And uh, when we did one of my pirate ones a few years back, you wore. There's a picture of you wearing a pirate hat with an eye patch on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because somebody gave it to me. Yeah, because we yeah. had them on standby yeah. for people that didn't bring costumes, Mate, namely you. It's. <laughs> it, I wouldn't take this personally. <laughs> Teabag had a fancy dress party when we were at school, at his house. I turned up dressed normally and said I was a member of the cast of I Be For Uncovered. Because <laughs> uh, that because that was big at the time. This is how long ago it was. I remember Dow had a fancy dress party where everyone went all out. I'm not going to say what Dow did because I... It's, yeah, I can't be doing that. Um, but yeah, I turned up dressed normally with a note in my pocket that just said, uh, Goodbye, God, cruel- I remember that. Goodbye, cruel world. You cunt. And I went as a as a suicidal Suicide, person. Suicide, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I that. find it more interesting to to find bullshit excuses to just dress normally. I think the best one I saw was um, when we did one for Amy's birthday, a good few years ago now, and it was an Alice in Wonderland tea party, and we were all decked out in our finery, and Richie turned up dressed as a fucking terrorist with bunny ears on top. <laughs> he was like, "I'm a Wonderland terrorist." <laughs> we were like. That's that's genius, actually. Yeah. I mean, the scary thing is he walked all the way. I mean, all the way. Given where yeah. he lives, which is basically a demilitarized zone, he walked all the way from there to here with a fucking fake machine gun in his full tactical stuff of a balaclava on with the bunny ears. <laughs> I just some pictures somewhere. I'm gonna have to dig them out. <laughs> uh, awesome. That was a good party, actually. Um, I think you underestimate the convenience of a pocket. <laughs> is what I'll be saying to everyone I see wearing a man bag from now on. <laughs> that is true, actually. I um, mean, don't get me wrong. I did patent the carrier backpack everywhere you go. You did because I hate putting stuff in my do. pockets. <laughs> yeah, but I can't. I can't abide these little over-the-shoulder man bag things. Oh, they—they're ridiculous. Yeah, it's like get a proper bag. I mean, yeah. I've gone the to the other extreme. The backpack I've got is I can basically fit the child in it. Yeah. It's not quite a camping backpack, yeah. but it may as well be because yeah. it's fucking huge. Um, what is it? How the fuck could West read what was written on McGrath's oh, invitation? Oh, God, God knows. Now, I, I paused it, I'm, and I'm watching uh, an HD 
version of it yeah. on an HD monitor. I paused it and squinted in, and I couldn't make out what it says. I, I, I have a perfectly logical explanation <laughs> for how he did it. Because the script said he did it. Because the script said so. A wizard did it. I want to squint. Oh, fuck's sake. You want to squint? I mean, you can if you want. I'm not going to stop you. Squint away, mate. Camera's over there. Give it, oh, give it full on ons for the full benefit of the viewers. I want a string quartet one day. What? Just just to play music yeah. for you? Yeah. I want to I wanna throw a dinner party and have a string quartet. Yeah, that would be pretty cool, actually. That would be fucking awesome. I love a string quartet. I've just never had any excuse to hire one. No. What was it we watched? But I want one. Amy was watching a fucking... Uh, God, they keep coming up in these bloody videos. It's annoying. She was watching a Sidemen video. Okay, so what I've what I've learned in the last couple of months is if it's not the Sidemen, it's uh, it's the pirate game. It's the Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Amy is big into her Sidemen at the moment. She keeps... Um, she keeps talking about on, on, on her social media about how she wants to be a member of okay. the Sidemen. And I'm like, there are so many reasons you don't qualify for that. I can wear a strap-on. You know <laughs> I can wear a strap-on. And she's probably still got a bigger dick than Harry, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. They did one these these videos where one of them goes on uh, uh, like a weekend away for 100 quid and the oh, other okay. gets like 100 grand or something. And they sent a bunch of them to this dead posh. They rented like a fucking mansion with full serving staff. Awesome. And they... They pulled up in like a fucking mini cab, and there was the red carpet laid out. There was they each had a personal butler waiting with champagne, and there was a string quartet there. Yes. And they lost their minds. I bet. And it's just I like, mean, oh, I, yeah, I need that in my life. I wouldn't <laughs> want the waiting staff because I think they just get in the way, and I don't. <laughs> I don't like people doing stuff for me when I can do it myself. <laughs> but I can't play music. On he says string he leaves all the editing, editing to me, guys. I have offered many, many times to do the editing, and you're like, "No, I don't fucking trust you." <laughs> I trust that you've got. Yes. I trust that you've got the skills to actually edit. I just don't trust that you're not going to suddenly get depressed, and we don't have an, an episode to put out. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I can't play the instruments in a string quartet, so I'd love to just turn up somewhere and have a string quartet. Yeah, would be fucking amazing. Um, Loveless has the worst beard I've ever seen. Even my breakdown beard that made me look homeless <laughs> was better than his beard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit there and a bit... What? So stylized beyond anything I, I mean, can how long must it take every day spot. shaving that yeah. in? Oh, I we just... don't do it. He has one of his bitches do it for him. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, good point. Um, you could put a gun on that thing. Then where would I keep my pencil? Yeah. Artemis there. Asking the real questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I love that scene as well. Um, I know I've been pretty scathing when it comes to some of the humour in this film, <laughs> but I'm going to have to draw it back a little bit now because I love the little trading of polite insults the first time Wes meets Lovelace. Oh, God. That... Oh, my God. Right. That exchange between Lovelace yeah. and West. There's two. <sighs> so there's the one where he first meets him and then there's the one... Later on, when they're hanging the, off the, the, the first, the first one, the where they're where they're at the party, yeah, with all those veiled insults, I can't decide whether I love that or hate it. Oh, I love, it. I love it. I, I imagine that was in that was taken over from the first script. I would imagine so, yeah. It's good, but it's 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 entertaining. 
but at the same time, it kind of makes me cringe a bit. Oh, yeah, it's definitely cringy. Yeah, which is why I can't decide whether I love or hate it. It's definitely cringy. I just put myself in the mindset of this is the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> so I can get away with it. But, yeah, I, I, just, I just think it's good. And, it, and they do it so well. That they do do it really smiling well. Smiling the whole way through it while they're insulting each other. I love that. Um, Jim uses the same... Jim uses the same running the pencil or charcoal over a page to see what was written <laughs> on the page above it. The Space Monkey Zero used to figure out where Server and either submissive was in the advent. Do you think he saw the Big Lebowski too? Either that or he also went on a school field trip <laughs> and did bass release rubbings in a fucking cathedral. <laughs> in a cemetery, yeah. The most morbid of all school in trips. In a cemetery? Yeah, did we you went to a fucking, We went to, to a cathedral for that. Oh, no, we went to, We did gravestones. Wow! <laughs> people Damn, wonder. you went to the ghetto school. <laughs> people wonder why I turned out the way I did. What are we doing today on this field trip? What we're doing is taking a rub of these people's credit card details. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that would have been, that would have been, would have been more useful. Um, um, have you ever performed a drum roll on a woman's breasts? Yes. See, I've, I've, I've never done that. You haven't lived, mate. You I'm, haven't lived. I'm far too respectful when it comes to the bitches. Oh, I've, I've pulled, I've performed. Drum rolls on... Wait, what? <laughs> that took a little while to, to filter through. <laughs> Fucking hell. I've performed drum rolls on <coughs> most parts of the female anatomy at this point. Okay, I, I mean, I have to say, I've probably... I can... I've probably done one on a bum. Yeah. But never I mean, how can you not? But never a breast. Oh, oh yeah. You get a, good, get a girl with a good push-up bra or something. How can you not? I mean, obviously, you've got to get the girl's permission first. How you doing, girl? You looking fine? <laughs> I don't think, Can I get you a drink? <laughs> I don't think I've ever been with a girl that would find that endearing in any way, shape or form. Have you met my fiancé? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the real reason. Actually, I'll, I'll do the party one. My, yeah. my party question first. So, according to Miss East, yes. um, Loveless's costume party was a coming out party. Um, what was he revealing? It's got to be that he fucks steampunk spiders and not his little harem. Yes, because, because the first thing he says when he comes out is, I have no reproduction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no reproductive organs. Which makes me wonder, again, this is the same as my question in Interview of a Vampire. Like, if you have no dick or your dick doesn't work, why are you so obsessed with having beautiful women around? Like... Surely. I can understand. Surely it would just be annoying. I can't even make my argument like I did in Vampire the Stat that it's for aesthetic reasons. Yeah. Because um, we we get no impression that he has any real no, taste for the aesthetic. He's just a lecherous perv. Yeah. But then, from what I understand of, of biology, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, if you didn't have your junk, you, you don't you get those things them. produced, so you wouldn't be a lecherous person. It's the testosterone yeah. in, in your balls, which makes you... Makes you, like, want to be a bang. creep. Yeah. <laughs> makes I mean, you want to bang. It makes you want to smash. It gets even more confusing later on when she says... She's standing there and she says, I have him in my sights, and he's sitting behind her staring at her eyes. So do I, Munisha, so yeah. do I. I'm just like... <laughs> If I had enough, if I had no sexual organ in order to plough this woman, why would I be winding myself up looking at something Look, yeah. I can't do? You'd surround yourself with just men, or, yeah, or just women with good personalities. 
who who wouldn't accept stupid names? Because for I can them. talk to them. I can have a laugh with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't have to snigger every time I said Miss Lippenreader. <laughs> <laughs> Loveless is a despicable human, but I think I could quite get into keeping hot women in cages in my bedroom like him. <laughs> Fuck me, that's dark, man. <laughs> I was gonna make some. I was going to make a note about the sex dungeon in his bedroom. It's not dark. There are women in the world that would really get off on that. I mean, there are. That is true. Yeah. Um, and I would only do it if they lovingly submit if, to If me, they so. wanted to be kept in a cage yeah. in your bedroom. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just any random hot woman and just lock her up. I'd find a submissive that would get turned on by it. Because <laughs> then I'd be, doing it, want a cracker. I'd be doing it for them. I would name her potty as I'd be like, uh, how can I help you, sir? And I'd be like, well, from now on, you will answer to Polly. Polly. <laughs> you will yes, talk sir. like a parrot. Yeah. <laughs> Polly want a dickin'. Polly want a dickin'. <laughs> Polly want a spanking. <laughs> Ruin me. Ruin me. <laughs> Choke me to that gag. Choke me to that gag. <laughs> you get the fucking RSPCA coming round. Excuse me, sir. We've had reports that you are abusing a bird. Oh, no. She asked for it, mate. <laughs> Spare my mouth. Spare my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, quick, quick, quick! Uh, Move along. A group of evil people like like these should not be allowed a dog as cute as the one they have, because that is possibly the cutest dog I've ever seen. Anything? What dog? When he's uh, loveless, is is giving his presentation to all the foreign dignitaries. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, McGraw comes behind and pulls his gun, and then yeah. he shoots him out the back. Yes. And the dog jumps up off the guy's lap and he runs over to the oh, dead body. Yeah. And, and, oh my God, it's the cutest fucking dog in the world. What breed is it? No idea, just the cute breed. I think I was scribbling down a note at that <laughs> point in time. Um, it's the real reason this film flopped so hard in the US because they spend so long hating on guns. Yes. Hate- For a Western film, they spend an awful lot of time pointing out how well, shit guns are. It's anti-racism and anti-gun. Yeah. So... So about two thirds of America didn't like it. Americans, look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> two thirds of Americans, when it came on HBO Max, were throwing their empty Budweiser tins at the TV. Ma, ma, there's a black person on my TV, and he's some kind of hero. <laughs> the hell, get my six shooter, ma. Hang on, hang on, hang on. They got a woman in the cage here. Yeah. Oh no, they let her out. They Come on, <laughs> Polly, shut up. <laughs> I'll spit in your mouth in a minute. Come on. We're <laughs> chewing tobacco. Oh, oh, oh. Miracle. Uh. I fondle my gun because my cock don't work. <laughs> All right, loveless Jesus. In my native land, Georgia, uh, Africa. Yeah. <laughs> that was one. That was a good bit. That is one of the standout I'm moments. I'm expecting you to say, yeah, that was an ad lib. <laughs> it may well have been yeah. nobody wants to talk about the film so it's, <laughs> yeah. I can't find out interesting stuff like this like, well, well West no I wasn't in that I was no. half expecting you to tell me how many trains they they built for the set and all this stuff there's no interesting no, information on it because everyone's just like oh that we don't talk about all, yeah, that yeah all of the all of the, the, the trivia on it online is just like so so and so said they hated this much but this person <laughs> said they hated this much yeah. and this was shit wasn't it and it's just like yeah but but what about actual facts yeah. about... No, no, okay, fine, fuck On you guys. trains, would you like your own train? <clears throat> I'm not the biggest fan of trains, personally, but if I had one with all that comfort space, 
that appear in this film, mm. I think I changed my mind. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I I hate public transport. I I have done since before I could drive, and now that I do yeah. drive, I fucking loathe it. Um, I don't get me wrong. I just don't like trains. I, I understand it's 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 place in society, and oh yeah. But personally, can't stand it. I've I've never had a good experience on public transport. But yeah. If I had a train like that, yeah. I'd fucking love that shit, oh, mate, because that bed, is gorgeous. A kitchen where I could cook. I'd be like, I don't care. It's going to take me 18 hours to get where I'm going because I can cook dinner. I can have a nap. I could probably could put sit a TV there in, in one it. of the armchairs, yeah. do a Frodo Baggins with yeah. a good, good book, you know. Yeah. It's kind of jealous that our trains are shit compared yeah. to Yeah. Fucking don't um, get that on Great Western, do you? Even if it's Jim West, if someone comes along and snatches my book, while I'm reading it, there's, <laughs> there's going to be some issues. Boys are going to get slapped. Yeah. Anyone come on and snatch a book out of my hand. Yeah. It's, it's completely out of my control. It's a reflex reaction. It's like when you hit the knee there and it goes, dunk. Yeah. Snatch a book out of my hand. Dunk. Just happens. Keep my pimp hand strong. Um, here's my serious note on the okay. film. Uh, I don't know why I wrote it here amidst all of these other bits. I think it was just, just dawned on me as something happened. There were no black cowboys historically. I know... <laughs> No, there were, especially oh, at this point. Uh, this film has an interesting relationship with race. Yeah. Because there's there's the obvious and necessary, given the, the setting the and the time, time period, frame. Yeah. Um, and the frequent references to the colour of West's skin. Oh, yeah. Um, slavery, the emancipation, where the, the, the guard at the White House says, you know, winning the war may have got you 40 acres and a mule, but you yeah. can't just stroll into the president's office. However... West is the only black character of any note in the film. Yeah. I mean, Belle appears for like two minutes and she's basically... It's, it's, a love it, it's a love interest, but a very brief love interest. Yeah. Um, and it, which She feels like a token gesture. Having a, a black character or black actor play Jim West feels yeah. like a token gesture, yes. which jars quite badly with the way they handle the rest of it. Yeah. Because the Confederates and, and the Rednecks and all that are made to look stupid as fuck. Well, when you use race and being racist as kind of the big the big kind of arrow to, these are the bad these guys. These are the bad guys. They're, they massacred, the, uh, they killed Jim's family and they massacred all the other people and they did this and they did that to then only have one black character yeah. and you know it's kind of like well look we did it look we said racists are bad and yeah. it's like yeah but you... again it's like with everything else with this film it doesn't go far enough yeah. in either direction you either need to have like have him be you white even... and still have the race in would there, there or... be... yeah would there would it be a stronger kind of political gesture to have a white guy fighting the racists than a black guy yeah, yeah. it could be but you'd also need more. You'd need more motivation because it wouldn't be his family that got massacred. Yeah, and you'd need you'd need more black people. Basically, yeah, oh, this yeah. film needs more black people. Oh, is, what, is what we're saying. But you, you'd have to invent a new character. But then look at it. all the places that this this film kind of takes us. It's like small kind of Confederate towns. Yeah. Um, parties for southern southerners. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Loveless's inner sanctum, <laughs> the spider. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not going not places great in this film where they're actually going to be even with legit black characters. Towards the end, where they uh, where the president's doing the the, the, the railroad. Oh yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. There's not a single. There's person not a single there. black person no. in that crowd. Could have, I would have loved the couple in the background. Yeah, there's fifty odd people there, and 
they are white as white. Yeah. You know, it's like, guys, you missed a trick there. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just it just feels really weird because it doesn't do one or the other. I don't have any serious notes, so I'm just going to oh, plow on with... I love Jim's insistence that they have to kick Rita off the train because she will get in the way and he will end up banging her. <laughs> <laughs> just that, that sheer kind of... Oh, that, mate, if she stays around... I'm going to end up sleeping with her. We're going to knock yeah, boots yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's going to be, yeah, it's not going to go well. And the thing is, though, that, like, that must have been Will Smith's life yeah. at that point in time, which is like, if I'm around her too long, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. We're going to so sleep together. Just get them out. Just, I can't be bothered with that. I've got a job to do, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, I love the fact that West not only has a, has a monogrammed pistol grip. Yeah. But also his boots and pistol belt are monogrammed as well. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I aspire to that level of vanity. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about his clothes, I need a boot flick knife for when people annoy me. <laughs> but I, I'm just going to give you a quick kick in the shin. Oh, look at that. Oh, I stabbed you. Yeah, but I know you You get stuck and you just be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> I just fall over and kick myself in the head. Yeah, or you forget <laughs> it was there and just like fucking stab yourself in the, sh- in the other ankle sort of thing. Yeah, that'd be about right for you, actually. <laughs> there is something Tim Burton-esque during the scene where Loveless is trying crouches down on its big legs to situate them behind our erstwhile heroes. Sorry, my hand is at the bottom of the page. My handwriting got that's really bad. I don't, right, yeah. That's why I don't have handwritten notes for these. Yeah, there's a, a lot very Tim Burton-esque yeah. about Loveless's whole... Yeah thing it's he like Tim Burton-esque yeah like that beard and the way he's dressed and the fact that he's got like the mechanical legs and everything yeah and the weird steampunkiness it's all it's all a bit quirky and yeah. dark which is it's it's like someone sort of like oh we need a villain and someone was like well right I watched Batman last night and what we should do is and they just basically looked at what would what would Tim Burton do what's the guy's name in Nightmare Before Christmas the one that creates What's her face? Sally. Um, doctor, whatever. He's in a wheelchair, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I can't remember the doctor's name. I've got the figure rolling around here somewhere. Yeah. Um, Finkelstein. Doctor yeah. Finkelstein. Yeah. Yeah, he's in a he's in a wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair. Yeah. yeah, oh my God. There's something a bit, there is something like, but that one scene is where it really stood out where they come through the tunnel and then you see the, their train slowly yeah. come down and the legs wrap up into an arm. Just, just like, fold inside it. I was like, this is so Tim Burton. Yeah. There are some very strong Tim Burton influences, which you don't expect no. in, in a Jim, uh, Jim West. Jim West. Hill. In, a, in a Will Smith Western movie. Yeah. It's like, that's about as far away from it as you can yeah. get. Probably why um, Johnny Depp and Will Smith have never done a film together because you know yeah. this would <laughs> Tim have been Burton's one. sniffing around. Going, I could do that. I could do that. I like doing dark stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I can only do dark stuff. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you seen someone? After You're quirky. Him? He's dark. Perfect. Oh, he's not a racist though, is he? What Tim Burton? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think not. so. I hope not. Um, when we are global superstars. And yes. we're swimming in money like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I'm going to hire a team of lingerie-clad attractive women to assist me. And then I'll hire Stace and give her a flight suit and she can be in charge of them all. <laughs> <laughs> now that is a good idea. Yeah. yeah. But like, look, I need people to run my shit for me. You're basically going to make sure that they... They actually they, do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that they wear the requisite amount of lingerie every day when they turn up to work. 
<laughs> but she can... has to wear a flight suit. <laughs> but I respect you. <laughs> you got to wear a flight suit. And I respect Ash. So you can wear a flight suit. <laughs> you basically don't want to get beaten up for... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we see how this works. No, I just, I do genuinely respect her. Um, um, uh, the, the, the collar blade scenes. They're awesome. They are, but they're so underused. Yeah, it's it it as should soon, be a much bigger scene. As soon as the film starts and you see the guy running, I was like, "Oh, I remember yeah. this." And then, kind of throughout the film, I'm like, "Why aren't they using? Why are they not using? It's they this, use this weird more. thing that they do. There's no explanation for it, and there's just they just don't do it enough to for it to actually be a thing. No, I feel like it was a leftover from the first script. Again, I, think I feel is... like it was shoehorned in because oh, those really? scenes don't fit with a lot of the other. Oh, I feel like it was part of that mystery thread. I think was like, why are they doing yeah. it? Who's doing it? Yeah, this is some weird kind of steampunk version of <laughs> what were them films that come later, like Hostel or Hostel? Oh, yeah. What's the one with the clown? One with what was the clown. It, it was kind of a clown face. Um, Oh, they fucking... basically set him in traps and that to figure uh, out. I only ever saw one. Of them. Game. Yeah. The Jigsaw. Jigsaw, um, that's the one. Yeah. Whatever them films were. It kind of feels something like that. Like, um, yeah, you can go free, but you've got to evade this or you've yeah. got to work your way out of that. And I thought, well, that's really interesting. Because then you get into the dark mind of the person that does it and, <laughs> oh, they're not going to do it again. Oh, oh, hang on. Oh, wait. They're gonna... go. Oh, oh, no. They just basically just jumped. Oh, okay. And they explode for some bizarre reason, yeah, and even though they're gonna, big metal blades. Yeah, I, I really, I like the, I like those scenes because I, I know that's not how magnets work. Yeah. That's not how they would react if that was how they oh, worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole thing is hammed up to the oh, to the absolutely. nth degree, but it looks awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the few scenes in this film that seems to know what it is. Yeah. Because it's one of those films where they throw all the sensibility, you know, right out the window, and they're like. We're going to do this because it looks cool. Yeah. And they do it, and they really lean into it. Oh, and it's bit, one of the standout scenes. The bit where he, he's about to get hung, and then he pulls the elastic the, the, the rope elastic back. Rope. And jump. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I it's like, they, they need to you know, they need to lean into it. And because that scene with the, with the blades yeah. is self-contained, yeah. it works because yeah. they lean into it right there and then. And it doesn't jar with anything else. No. Whereas, you know, there's a hanging scene oh. and and he's being all smooth talking and then he uses an elastic rope to launch himself into the back seat of a yeah. carriage and you're like they, they don't work together and not the way they're done there's two scenes as well where people appear in on the wanderer so he leaves jim west and then suddenly jim west <laughs> through the ceiling and then later on they leave rita and then suddenly she comes she's back on there again but there's no explanation of how or why or anything <laughs> They just use it as a joke because he's talking about her. Yeah. And then she... I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's, there's not, not any smooth transitions. No. Um, <laughs> did you get excited and start running through all your fuck machine fantasies when you saw that big contraption that shot the, the bladed discs? Oh, definitely. I want yeah. something like that to ruin my arsehole. Absolutely. That's what I thought. <laughs> um, when Gordon loses his patience with Jim because he says, you're the master of the mechanical stuff, I definitely see the parallels of us when you lose your patience for me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you guys can see this. Yeah, I've got, but I've got eight. I've got eight paragraphs on it. In the scene where Artemis is shouting at West and calls him the master of the stupid things, I really connected with him. Yeah. I often feel like yelling that at you when you reveal one of your half-baked schemes. <laughs> 
So from now on, you will be <laughs> Reggie, the master of the stupid things. It's better. It's a, it's a theme in my life. When we were in the band, it was always my government name, Noise Merchant. Noise because Merchant. Because I couldn't bring yeah. myself to call myself a musician. Now it's Reggie, master of the stupid stuff. I love it. Um, the lizard that Jim eats by the fire looks chewy as fuck. I think it looks tasty. It looks nice and crispy. Oh. Lizard is on my list of things to eat. Basically, whenever I see someone eating something odd, I'm like, ooh, oh, ooh that's kind of nice. At the moment, top of my list, and I know this is going to get me some haters, Toucan is topping my list. I don't think you're allowed to eat them. Okay. But I, I but think... But I will. But given the chance, I probably would. <laughs> someone once told me I shouldn't eat dick. But I showed them, <laughs> didn't can, I? Can you imagine, like, you go to a restaurant, you order the toucan, it comes up, served in its own beak. You know, a nice, nice breast, some drumstick, a bit of wing on there... In its own massive beak. I just think that would be... Lush. I like eating, but I, not, not enough to eat two cans. Uh, somewhere I have a, a list that oh, I, no. can, I compiled. And it's just a list of various animals that I want to eat before I die. There are some that have been removed from it because it's just not ethically right. Like uh, shark, for instance. I think dodo. Do- well, I mean, dodo. They reckon they can re- they can clone them. I was just saying the other day on one of the... the, They can bring them back, can they? Yeah, like fucking new scientists or something. They, they reckon they've got enough DNA samples now that they could actually, like, but effectively grow one in yeah. a lab and have them breeding with different awesome. separate strains of dodo DNA and, I mean, and repopulate the world with dodos. I'm and not I'm sure like, how the Christians are going to feel about it, but that is fucking awesome. Fuck the Christians. I want to eat dodo. Um, <laughs> this is not a mirage. This is not a mirage. Is that what you said the first time your bad dragon dildo turned up in the pub? <laughs> that was what I said the first time I saw a pussy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It's not a mirage! It's not a mirage! I'm just oh my god, this is look! Look, it works! Finally, it only took 26 years! Wow wow! <laughs> Let me drum roll on her breath! <laughs> drum roll on that! No, because if I drum rolled on that girl, she would have slapped me. Um <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I love you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I love you. <laughs> I mean, in my native land, Georgia, that's what that means. I love you too. <laughs> I just said, I love you too. You look very beautiful tonight. Can I do you in it? No, okay. <laughs> Can I put it in the butt? No? Okay then. Um, Sorry, boys. <laughs> where did Gordon suddenly get his president costume from? Because when they ride away, he's just dressed in like a brown suit, and then suddenly he appears. He's there. Yeah, and I'm I just don't like, know, maybe like he uh, he has one folded down. Oh, actually, when they're riding away, isn't he wearing black? No, he's wearing brown. Oh. I think I don't know. I just I remember looking at it being like them inner workings of this film really need looking at. Because <laughs> <laughs> after this shit does not make any. It sense. It doesn't make any sense. Again, I think that was probably something that was shoehorned in. Yeah. And tacked onto the script, so they're like, "Does it make sense? It doesn't matter. It's funny." Yeah. Is it though, guys? It's not really. Um, Will Smith has some serious swagger. Oh yeah. In this film, so much so that I worry if he got drunk and walked on set, he would injure himself. Yeah. Because he's just like, wow, he's got the rolling shoulders, the hips are going, the knees are flicking. And he's just like, God damn, son, women getting pregnant just as you walk past. He does. It, like, I know it's not the best of his films from this period of time, but in this period of time, he must have just woken up every day, looked at himself in the mirror and been like, 
just fucking yeah. swaggering yeah. about the house like yeah you know it's good fam yeah <laughs> to be fair if I was in that situation I'd, I'd, I suppose I'd have swagger too <laughs> if, if I could spend one day as Will Smith mate pff, I'd ruin swagger for everyone you'd ruin yourself <laughs> yeah we all know that <laughs> what did you do on the day that you turned into Will Smith well <clears throat> funny story this is why my arm is in a splint <laughs> <laughs> My penis is chafed and swollen. <laughs> I had to get ribs taken out as emergency surgery just so that I could. Uh... Well, I was gonna, but then I realised I didn't need to. Oh, well, it was either fuck Jada or fuck myself, and well, fuck Jada. Fuck Jada. <laughs> 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 um, when Jim climbs onto the spider the first time, it looks like he climbs over a Victorian era garden fence. It really it does, does, doesn't it? it? <laughs> It's oh. that wrought iron fence thing. It's like they were like, okay, we built the spider set and all this good. And they're like, well, guys, guys, what's going to keep him on it? He's in a fucking wheelchair. It rolled off the side. Ooh, oh, well, fuck. we kind of spent the budget. Oh, hang on. That fence over there. That fence over there. Have it. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It just looks like a garden fence. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. It it's does. that era. But... I know, but still, it's like you just... I don't know. Having it in a spider motif. Yeah. There's various other references to spiders in oh, it. Oh, yeah. Having that, rather than the, the little, like, fleur de lis yeah. style things, the prongs on it. spiders in it. Have a little spider, a little bit of spider web, something like that. Yeah. It would, yeah, and it wouldn't have looked like they'd just gone down the garden centre <laughs> yeah. and picked it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, do they have garden centres in the US? American listeners, do you have garden centres? Do you call them garden centres? Do they have really overpriced little cafes in there where you can go and buy a cup of tea for £6.50? Oh. Where have you been recently? Just kicked off. What? Where have you been recently? Like, I mean, I haven't been anywhere like that recently, to, but we, we went to one. The, what? Uh, the Christmas before lockdown. Um, Van Hague's. Oh, yeah. And my mum, we went with my mum and sister, and they were like, oh, we'll get some lunch while we're over there. And we're like, okay. Like 40 quid later, yeah. we had half a sandwich each, and it's like, what? Yeah, Van Hague's the place where you need to go to get all your fucking t- Um <laughs> I know. I'm going to have. I know. I'm going to hang the key to all my prisoners' restraints on the back of my wheelchair <laughs> where it can easily be stolen or misplaced. Yes, that's a very good idea. Genius. Yeah. I, I mean, I would take issue with that. However, I have spent the last eight and a half years working at a place where there <laughs> working are Working out at a belly dance. Working out a well, belly dance to recreate that scene. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I work with some very, very intelligent people. There are yeah. some very clever people at our company... Hang on, I'm going to ask you this question. Very, very intelligent people, do they lack common sense? That's exactly where I'm going yeah. with this, if you let me finish. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that, it was revealed that our company, with the with a, a handful of our designs, not our design staff, but the engineers and stuff like that. Um, what is it? The, the, the EpiPen. Everyone knows oh, the fucking yeah. EpiPen. One of our chief engineers invented that, oh, okay. basically. Um, so that's the sort of level we're, we're dealing yeah. with here. They've got all these patents in their names and all sorts. But some of them, some of the most intelligent, lack the common sense to uh, not piss on their own shoes. Okay. You know, their space bar doesn't work. So rather than just going, oh, guys, my space bar doesn't work, can I get a new keyboard? They'll spend three days work trying to write without spaces. You know, and it's like, yeah. what, are you, what are you doing that for? Oh, well, I found that there's this alternate shortcut. That if I push this, this, this and this, it puts a space in. Well, why are you doing that to your space bar? Our space bar doesn't work. Do you want me to fix that? Oh, can you do that? And it's like, this guy is like a certifiable genius. Yeah. So, yeah, I can understand Loveless is a genius. 
I bet you can decide to keep his, his keys on a hook. Yeah, yeah. I, I no. didn't think about it like that. Like most of the really, really smart people I've ever met in my life lack any kind of common yeah. sense whatsoever. They usually, if they... It, but they, then the people that have loads of common sense seem to not understand how to spell their own names. I mean, yeah. Catch people, genius people tend to shack up with someone... Shack up. They tend to couple up yeah. with someone who is far more practical than they are. Uh, and okay. they kind of, they almost look after them and take care of the stuff like that that they don't think of. So in this dynamic, I'm the genius. Could you take care of um, me? So anyway, uh, <laughs> you genius. You're, yeah, you're a genius in the same way that someone who works in an Apple store is a genius. Okay. <laughs> As in, not. <laughs> um, Talking of geniuses, Gordon Reedy is a genius. He managed to build a flying bike in under 10 minutes. He did. It's incredible, isn't yeah. it? He, he goes from um, Leo... I almost said Leo DiCaprio. Leo DiCaprio invented this thing in 1694. Leo DiCaprio, whilst um, method acting as Leonardo da Vinci, <laughs> created in 1540, created the, this plan for a, a flying bike. I'm going to go and make one in 10 minutes. I'm just going to knock up. Yeah, you've got plenty of stuff for me to build a frame and yeah. the canvas for the wings. Yeah, yeah, great. Awesome. <laughs> oh, hang on. A follow-up. Air Gordon. Lol. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it took me longer than it should have done to yeah. get that reference. <laughs> I was like, what? Is that like British Airways? But what? I don't get that. And then all of a sudden my brain was like, no, trainers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> See? Genius. No common sense. <laughs> Who the fuck's looking after you, though? Um, so yeah, no one. Me or Amy. I haven't eaten in three days. <laughs> Cody. Cody. Yeah. I had a child and he's having to look after me. I like Jim West's little Frodo moment <laughs> with the chainmail yeah. in his in his waistcoat. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, he should have been, he should have been stabbed because then it would have been perfect reference. I um, I did say that. I was like, I need, I need a, what does he call it? Impermeable? Impermeable. Impermeable in all my clothes. And I thought, hang on, that would be really heavy. That's <laughs> perfect. That's what we were talking about. We were talking about this the other, yeah. the other week, weren't we? What would you use it for? I would make a waistcoat out of it so that if I ever got shot by a female henchman yeah. named, like, Munitia, I wouldn't die. Although, obviously, falling off of that giant spider definitely yeah. would have killed him. But... Would, would you have given it the, please, shoot me in the heart? <laughs> Don't Please. worry, I'm wearing an I'm impermeable. Wearing an impermeable. Yeah. Shoot me in the heart that has loved this country show so well. <laughs> Shoot him in the head. Oh, crap. Ah, crap. Let me get it out. Ha, 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 ha. Juvenile jokes are where it's at. Uh, Loveless blows up nearly as many buildings as Rambo in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that. Like, Wait, is this Hope New England <laughs> again? <laughs> this is Hope New England, like, 100 years earlier. 100 years earlier, yeah, when it was a frontier town yeah. in the West. That's what happened. They built it there, and they were like, fucking giant spider came and blew it up. Right, guys, pack it up. Yeah. We're moving up north. And then fucking Rambo turns up, and he's at M60. Poor sods. I was actually... Um, there's a weird synchronicity. After, obviously, I watched this film this morning, and while I was getting ready to come around, I started playing Will Smith <laughs> songs on Spotify. And in, um, in Miami, he makes a reference to Sylvester Stallone. He does, doesn't Towards he, in the, the last end. verse? Yeah, he says something like, I was in when I'm in the club. Ain't no surprise in the club to see Slice Stallone, Miami, my second home. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, synchronicities. <laughs> Get the red thread out. Get the, yep, more red string. We need to buy some more red string. All right, Damn it. this is my final note in my eight pages of notes. 
Is Rita's ability to use her beauty to seduce men into doing what she wants really a message we should be teaching kids? You are really hung up on that, aren't you? I just think it's like... I don't know. Shake what your mama gave you. I'm just starting to notice it a lot more recently. It's like... Is that because these... women have been taking advantage of you? Using their feminine wiles to get you to do stuff you don't want to do? Where did they touch you? They didn't touch me. They made me rim them. <laughs> Made you, yeah, okay. <laughs> I've got a rare disease called brown tongue. <laughs> yeah, he was in the rewrites of the Lord of the Rings. Um, uh, you, that's, that's oh god, that is a hideous mental image. That uh, I, 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 oh, so bad. You, you nearly used my. I'm like, just like, oh my god, that's just wrong. I, I was about to give you like the proper parent voice. Then we're not kink shaming on this podcast. We're pro kink. Whatever kink. Oh no, is. yeah, by all means. But just the image of of you having a shitty brown tongue is oh. just really turning my stomach. <laughs> I thought it was just the idea of me rimming women. I don't care about that. Jesus, I've watched worse. Um, not with him. By the way, <laughs> I've not watched him do worse that he knows of. Not yet. Oi, you in the bushes. Um, <laughs> this one time, right, I was walking home drunk through the water gardens. <laughs> uh, I see you ribbing someone on a bench. <laughs> she had no face. This be a hashtag. <laughs> Fuck jig. Go check it out, guys. Yeah. Um, oh, please, go check it out. I also, re- <laughs> also realised something the other day. Um, our, our new friend Warren, our, our new biggest oh, yeah. fan. Um, <laughs> oh, he did. He apologised to me the other day as well. I, so uh, yes, I saw that. Big up Warren. Um, but um, yeah, the, he's he's heard the fudging. Oh no! Or if he hasn't, at some point he will work <laughs> through the back catalogue to the point where he gets to fudging. And I don't know if I can ever talk to him again. I, I you know I just don't think I'm I can, sure I can handle that. Of, I'm sure there's people that you talk to <laughs> on a weekly basis that have listened to Futjig and that you just don't know. I mean, there's someone I talk to on a daily basis and she was in Futjig. Yeah. So. I'm sure there's people that we know and we talk to quite a lot that listen to this podcast that we have never admitted it. <laughs> if you are, um, come and buy our merch. If you are, <laughs> please come ring me. <laughs> Oh, would you like extra sausage with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also like to have. I also, I also like intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, that's not what we're talking about. Um, fuck. Can we actually divide up the US like Loveless does? Oh, so so we get the thirteen original colonists. Well, Loveless land could can stay as yeah. the US. They can carry on shooting each other. Uh, and the rest of us could all get our colonies back and set up holiday homes. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Although yeah, I right. would fight to get Manhattan because I, I, I quite like Manhattan. You I'm want not, Manhattan? I'm you upset. want it off the French? I'm upset that he's like you can have all of it, all of it back except Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, do we really need Manhattan? Oh, I like it. To be honest, anyone else living there would get thoroughly sick of the smell of like jelly deals wafting out from the rest of New York that we'd have got back. Fair enough. I'll, then, go, I'll go live in Brooklyn and they just stink in the motherfucking We'll just stink. We'll live in Brooklyn. They'll get sick and tired of the sound of black taxis driving around. And say, oh, I love. Nah, don't go south of the river. And, and fucking jelly deals and other various cockney things. And if they time, we'll just fucking knife crime them up. We'll just knife crime them. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
flamethrower titties yes. and the machine gun titties in Austin Powers is why I have trust issues. <laughs> it's, it's, why, it's why I always drum on them That's why I always drum on first them first. Because if they feel like buckwheat, I'm out of there, mate. <laughs> I, know it's, I like that scene, but I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like... This guy's like genius. Like he can he can do all these crazy inventions. He can make the fucking pool table disappear and all this shit. Yet he thinks buckwheat is a substitute for water in a breast. <laughs> but then I kind of thought, ah, oh, yes. But Jim West is far more worldly when it comes to women. Yeah, he spent so much more of, time with the female body yeah. than than Artemis Gordon yeah. has. At least that's what that's what's intimated, isn't it? Yeah. Um. I love the classic over-the-top themes for the henchman on the spider. Oh, yes. Yeah, classic. I, I know for a fact. Right. That's the line. Um, no more Mr. Knife Guy. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So cringy. That is terrible because they're not even knives. They're, they're, they're swords. Yeah, but I did like that scene. I, I like right that. Up until that point, I like that scene. It's got some real Saturday morning cartoon yeah, vibes, doesn't it? It's like you could see those guys working for fucking Skeletor or something. I love the... The fact, yeah, definitely. I actually watched the new Masters of the Universe. I haven't watched that yet. I quite enjoyed I, I, it. I heard good things. I've, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I am looking forward to watching that. I just need to find some fucking time. Uh, I, I made the time because it's a, it's a Kevin Smith vehicle. Well, yes, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I like the guy, like the final guy he fights, like the Frankenstein motherfucker. Yeah. I like the fact that, like, the little. It's just a little detail. The bolts. Oh, the, the bolts. The bolts. With, with his flesh actually hanging off of the... Yeah. Na- oh, yeah. That's so good. It's, it, they put a ridiculous amount of effort into making that guy look good, considering yeah. he's only on screen for like two minutes. And I have a little bit of trivia that ties into this. Okay. Originally, yeah. in that final fight, West and Gordon only fought Loveless and his coterie of young ladies. Yeah. But test audiences didn't like watching two guys beat up a cripple and a bunch of women. So yeah. they added that hench, that whole henchman fight was one of the reshoots that they added in. Oh, okay. I can totally see why. When you, when you, when you, well, look how they fight the bad guy and they fight his, his henchwomen. Oh, but essentially there's just two guys beating up a bunch of ladies. And <laughs> there's a an alpha and a beta <laughs> beating up a raspberry ripple. <laughs> And a, punch, and a punch of fucking enslaved women. Yeah, this is this is going well. Fam. Oh, they're beating up a ripple dom and these fucking subs, and it's like, yeah, I can't imagine why that didn't sit well with test audiences. But yeah, so that, that... hang on, the ripple does insinuate. <laughs> can we stop using that phrase, please? All right, um, loveless does insinuate at some some point in this film that he has some kind of mechanical penis. He does. This is true, but. Little steampunk penis. I'm not really sure why, because it never plays out. It's just Wait, did you want a did you want no, a sex scene between I, him and Munitia? No, I just I don't understand why you would put it in if you're not gonna do something with it later. It's 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 an implication, isn't it? I suppose it was supposed to be it's this film's idea of subtle. Oh, okay. Yeah. It doesn't do subtle very well. <laughs> and that is the closest they come to it. In that yeah, you know, would you assume that I couldn't come yeah. up with some what do they call it? Not mechanical, Mecha, mechanic. Mech- they, they use a word that refers to mechanical stuff, and they yeah. use it several times oh, um, throughout it. M- metallurgy. No, no. no. There's a word they use, and and he uses it to re- yeah. to refer to basically his implied steam-powered penis. Yeah. I mean, would you have to have one of the other ladies there shop using a very tiny shovel to load coal into the back end of this steam-powered penis? <laughs> if you're going for a long sesh, you know. <laughs> 
You got your little fire woman there shoveling the coal in your in your poop chute to fire up your penis. <laughs> I've just got visions now of <laughs> two of his harem just unclipping him from his from his his rolling chair, picking him up, moving him over, putting plonking him down on a fuck machine and just clipping him in. Just it yeah. It's like Krang from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Take me out of my day-to-day body and put me into the sex bod. <laughs> Attach me to the fuck machine. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, right, if you, are, if you are a porn star, yeah. especially one of these ones that makes you your own on, like, fucking... Um... If you fucked a fuck machine... No, no. What, no. They, what you need to do... You need to get into some real niche shit here. Take your fuck machine and get a life-size model of Loveless attached to the top of it so that we can get some proper Wild Wild West Loveless fuck machine porn going on here. We'll come in and we'll we'll use vapes to make the steam. <laughs> if, I wear, if I wear this <laughs> and just start prodding with a dildo. Woo-woo! <laughs> Would that work? I mean, you'd have to talk to the ladies on... Uh, only fans, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Belle Delphine's probably already done it. Yeah. She's done most shit like that. Um, I think I only have one. I do have one more note. It's my, my, my final note. <clears throat> <laughs> it's fairly sensible. How the fuck am I going to go from that to this? I don't know. You say your note and then I'll fuck <sighs> it up somehow. Um, I think the biggest issue with this film is it does, like we said before, it doesn't know what it is. Yeah. It wants to be a family action romp, um, but it also wants to be a comedy. And somewhere buried beneath all the hyperbole and the bolted-on comedy scenes is a Western mystery film. Yeah. That, you know, as, we, as we know, was the original basis for this. The moments when it just fo- focuses on one of them. There's some scenes on the train where they're talking and discussing stuff. Yeah. And it's like, that's from the original script. And that yeah. works really well. Or like with the magnet scene that we yeah. discussed earlier, or there's the bar plen- fight. which There's is- plenty of redeemable scenes in this film, yeah. which is why it's so frustrating when they then go and do something... Just completely like ruins it, undoes yeah. the good work they've done. Yeah. It's it's annoying because we get glimpses of it, and we get glimpses of the much better film yeah. that was lurking there, waiting to be made, and just basically got spaffed all over yeah. by the producer by John Peters. Yeah. That being said, I don't think it deserves the scorn that it gets online. No, oh, because no. It's, it's enjoyable to watch. It it made me laugh openly a couple of times, yeah. um, and. At some point in the future, I will probably rewatch it. Like the fact that there are li- literal points in this film where I am laughing out loud. Yeah. And in the same film, they have three or four fucking ridiculously <laughs> bad one-liners. Like it just screams of too many cooks. Yeah. Too yeah. many people involved in this film. Like, there are the bits that genuinely make you laugh, and then there's the bits that. They thought were going to make people yeah. laugh, which clearly didn't, and it's. It feels like some people had a really clear, concise idea for a film. Yeah, they took it to a studio that went, "Oh, now, right? If we just kind of tweak this and tweak this and tweak this and throw a giant spider in, <laughs> yeah, then it'll work." And then they were the original people were kind of like, "Oh, I'm not really sure, but there's no other way we're going to get our film made, so yeah, we kind of got to go along with this we'll crazy with guy it. and this spider." And then, like you said earlier, kind of turned their backs on it completely. They saw it and were like, we don't want anything to do with this. This is not the film that we intended to make. And yeah, too many cooks. It just spoiled everything. Yeah. Which is a shame. Which is annoying because 
Will Smith does his best to redeem it. Yeah. Will, Will, and in to my, be fair, in my eyes, cast are yeah. awesome in this. The cast are awesome, all of them. They but... all act their socks off. I mean, you've got uh, one uh, Academy Award or one Oscar winner, yeah. and the others are all Oscar nominees. Yeah, but don't get me wrong, right? At that time, no one was going, oh, Kevin Klein's in this film, or oh, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's in this film. People were like, oh, Will's got Will a new Smith. film, has he? Yeah. Yes, let's go. And then, yeah, I think they should have done more to honour the original script rather than just... Oh, rather than the, this, this amalgamation yeah. that they've made. It's abomination. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, given the way Hollywood's going at the moment, um, oh, no, it'll be rebooted. It'll, be re- yeah, it'll, it'll get re- remade and hopefully they'll do it right this time. It'll be rebooted and then five years later it'll be rebooted again. I saw they're, they're rebooting... Oh, fucking hell, they're... they're... It was announced the other day, and it's a film I actually like. Oh, no. I mean, they did Robocop already. Oh, Although, right. to be fair, the, 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 the new Robocop is actually quite a good film. Oh, I didn't enjoy it. Really? I didn't enjoy the new Robocop, the new T- Total Recall. Uh, oh, the no, new just... Total Recall was... There are yeah. some... I just think there are some films that still hold up to this day. Are still, well, maybe not hold up, but are completely watchable to this day. Total Recall, Robocop, yeah. uh, Running Man. They're all totally watchable these days. They should just be left alone. Yeah, they should. I did like the new Robocop, like I said, but New Total Recall was... Yeah. I haven't liked any of the new Terminators that I've seen. I haven't seen all of them. I want to see the last one because James Cameron's back involved in it and I'm holding that hope. But, <laughs> to be honest, aside from the Christian Bale one, I didn't mind that. I didn't hate that too much. But, yeah, aside from that, it's just the first two. It, really. Yeah, yeah. I know well, you can make a lot of money. <laughs> remaking and rebooting in on these things yeah but every time you do you shit on the legacy of what well, what they should be doing is rather made than, it rebootable in the first place rather than remaking popular films they should take shit films yeah. and remake them so that they're better someone rather should go than, back and remake Wild Wild West so it's make, good. remake Wild Wild West um what other things remake fucking Queen of the Damned oh yeah and actually do it Without all the fucking new metal. <laughs> they did that because it was the time. But could you imagine yeah. an emo? God. Like the emo scene. Done. I think it would be good. Lestat crying Lestat about... Lestat crying about... Oh, God, yeah. Fucking Lestat playing... Basically getting MCR to write the music <laughs> for the film. Yeah. MCR and fucking... Uh, like, bring me the horizon yeah. and shit. Jesus. A bit of like Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. Oh god! Not like, Can you imagine Fallout that? Boy. Like the band, the Vampire, the Stat, would just Fallout Boy. Could you imagine? No. Could you imagine? <laughs> what's the guy from Panic at the Disco's name? Brendan. Uh, Brendan Yuri. He could play the Stat. And then you just do that. Would probably work really well. And then you actually. just do like the kind of theatrical, yeah, kind of emo of that, like their first album. And have that be well, I think if they're going to make it, it should be set in the era that the book was set in. Because oh, yeah. It just, oh, okay, you don't family. get big bands like that anymore. No. Oh, like no. you did in the 80s. Rock stars were global yeah. superstars. Um, but yeah, I know he would work really well. That would be good. That would be good. Would, just uh, like, what's that? Oh, don't get me wrong. I liked, uh, what was it? Stuart Townsend. Stuart Townsend. Yeah. I liked him in that oh, film. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with him. He's, he's, that his portrayal of, of the stat was, was pretty good. The tone good. and the sensibility but of it just wasn't there. Everything else was shit. We're going to have to do that one day, just so we could... We'll just do it. We'll just do I a dump it. episode where we just rip it. Okay. Just do a bat. We'll just do a film that we... What we'll just, do... We like these things. We'll do it. 
as we'll just record it as like a just a one-off thing that we'll do and we'll hold it and we'll hold it and we'll hold it <laughs> and at some point if i get ill or even one of us wants to go on holiday we'll just put that we'll up. just bash that yeah. one out there and people can have the uh, people we will know that talk we're until the joy is gone a podcast about something we didn't like <laughs> <laughs> brackets but really wanted to going in but really wanted to we really wanted to. and the thing is we've spoken about it several times on oh, this yeah. podcast because the book's good yeah it keeps bringing us back right Let's do some scores. Um, five and a half. Uh, five and a half. And five of that five and a half goes to Will Smith. And <laughs> 2.5 of the 0.5 goes to Salma Hayek. Yeah, I mean... And the rest of them just make up the other 2.5. John... I, I, I can't give it a six. No. Because I've given some good films sixes. That's the thing. It's like people might go, oh, that's harsh. Five and a half, that's harsh. But yeah, five, when you think five, about five. the fact, the caliber of films that we've given sixes and yeah. sevens, you've kind of just got to score it on the scale that we've established already. Yeah, and yeah, there's some really good films that have been given sixes. I don't think I have any of them to hand. But yeah, we have given some good films a six. A five seems too low because I don't hate it. And basically, five has become a zero within our scoring scale. I can't give any film of Will Smith in a five. No. No. And then you add in Salma Hayek. Yeah. And, and Kevin Klein, because I like him as well. And it's, yeah, it, it's 5.5. So it racks up a grand total of 11. Out of 20. Out of 20. That's still better than 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, though. I mean, that is. I think that might be the lowest score we've given thus far. For a Will Smith vehicle, as you keep calling it. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, yeah. We might get kicked out of the Will Smith stand, stand club. I don't know. We've, we've, we've spent an awful lot of time blowing smoke up his metaphorical ass in this episode, so I think we're okay there. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. well, there we go. Do it. Find what you love. Believe in it. Positive things will happen. Wild Wild, Wild, Wild West, West, Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider, No, you don't want nada, none of this, Six Gun in this, Brother Run in this, Buffalo Soldier, look, it's like I told you, any damsel that's in distress, be out of that dress when she meets Jim West. West.